The entire time I knew him, he only ever had one goal. To wipe out half the universe. If he gets all the Infinity Stones, he can do it with the snap of his fingers. Just like that. Tell me his name again. Thanos. We got one advantage. He's coming to us. We have what Thanos wants, so that's what we use. Talk about this plan of yours. I think it's good, except it sucks. So let me do the plan, and that way it might be really good. Wow. made-up names, then I am Spider-Man. In these crazy times, the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the 27th episode of the Heroes of Noise podcast. I'm your host, Steve. Greetings, citizens. My name is Dan Ramirez, and welcome to the show. I had to say that, too, because I felt left out for a second. Hey, Steve. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I got a little something for you, Steve. No, you I do. Yeah. I really do. A little, not even a little something. It's a big something. It's a big, you know what it is? It's a big Johnny Bucks. We got a guest star, ladies and gentlemen. Johnny Bucks is back. Hello, everybody. What's happening, <laughs> Mr. Bucks? How you been, man? <laughs> pit, 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 water. Hello, there, well, chap. Hello, oh, chaps. <laughs> is it weird? Is it weird when a British guy tries to do a British accent? It sounded actually. It actually sounded different. He made fun of us doing his accent, so he did an, an, our version of what his accent is. Hello, Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. What's going on, Bucks? How you feeling, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm uh, been busy rocking and rolling this weekend. Just come back from like a crazy weekend on the road. But yeah, it's been good, man. I'm itching to talk about this this film. This guy said, I've been on the... How many people can say that? Oh, I've just been on the road. Yeah. You know, traveling with my band. Just gigging. 
No, yeah. no big deal. You know, yeah. speakers, roadies, you know, yeah. backstage yeah. passes, so on and so forth. Yeah, kind of. No big deal. I mean, like if anyone, if I'm ever in a situation <laughs> where they say, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Hudson and the crowd goes crazy, I won life. I'll just jump off a cliff afterwards. I'm like, well, that was fun. Johnny's a noble man, too, because he does this as a married man. He doesn't even have time for like the, you know, the uh, the backstage Bettys. You know, he can't uh, ben- uh, he can't benefit from the bridesmaids or anything like that. So, John, thank you for your service. That's right. It's all about the Backstage music. Backstage, well, you know. Betty's. Who says that? Uh, <laughs> apparently me. Did you, just, did you just create that? that <laughs> no. If, if we're gonna if we're gonna tag on me, I'm gonna have to like throw that back at Jack Black. That's a Jack Black thing. Oh, is it really? Uh, okay. Tenacious D. Yeah. Oh, I was about to all say right, that. Yeah, clever. Yeah. That's clever than a mug. I mean, it was me that made that up, Steve. I, no, I was seriously impressed. I thought because John was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I was like, "Wait, am I the only one that's never heard? You never heard about Betty? backstage Betty's before?" Yeah, it, it, it means nothing to me. I, I'm just a bass player. I don't get any of that kind of attention. What? <laughs> Who's the star of the band, Johnny? Who's pulling all the tail? It's the singers and the guitar players. It's always that oh, way. Oh, you mean man. just like in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Wait it, a minute. Is your, uh, what about Gene Simmons? Gene Simmons won't be talked about mm. on this podcast, sir. He'll have to pay. <laughs> Wait a minute. He will have to pay me. <laughs> To talk about that because Gene Simmons, what? he charges you for the air you breathe. I'm not giving that guy one yeah, one ounce okay, of respect. But I'm saying he's a bass player, and he is he though. Well, he actually can, he can. I've heard him do a riff that was like, oh, that was pretty, imp- you know, cool. Like you know, on a little showing what he can do. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's a, he gets a lot of flack, Gene, for his bass playing, but um, you know, he's there's a couple of tunes there, some deeper cuts, man. He's doing some nice stuff. See, see, Dan. But, um, but at the end of the day, he is Gene Simmons. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, a whole, <laughs> there's, there's a whole other story to that. <laughs> oh, there is a huge story. So before we get started, we do want to handle tidy up the business side. Dan loves doing this stuff. I, I don't know why he loves giving the email information and all that jazz, but this is like Dan's favorite part of the show. He doesn't like the quizzes. He doesn't like the reviews. He says, my favorite part of the show is giving the business information. So, hey, Dan, here's your spot, brother. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 27. My name is Dan Ramirez, and with me, the wonderful Johnny Bucks, the wonderful Steve Hudson, and we've got such a fantastic show for you guys today, so I'm going to make this super quick. If you want to contact the show, please reach us at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. Tell you what, I'm going to skip all the biz and just go straight to it. www.heroesofnoise.com. It's your one-stop shop for everything. Contact us, email us, uh, subscribe to the show, whatever you want to do. That's what it's there for. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to get busy. I've been waiting for this for like two weeks now. Let's get to the show. Avengers Infinity War. Okay, so before we get super deep into it, I wanted to get your roundtable of did you like it, love it, or best movie ever, Dan. I'm gonna go ahead and forward this one over to our guest, just to oh, be courteous. Sure. Just to be courteous. Yes, John. Okay. What do you think? Uh, I, I like I like your reasoning there, man. Of uh, wriggling out of that one. Thank but, you very uh... much. You caught that. <laughs> 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 I thought I was sly. I guess not. Yeah, oh, no, no, that's that's cool, man. But I appreciate the uh, the 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 uh, consideration, man. All right, I'm gonna lay it out there. I love this film. I. Wow. Fucking love this movie, and I even dropped an f bomb. You did. I'm really impressed. Yeah, I, I don't I feel do, alone yeah. anymore. That's, 
Yeah, man. Don't worry. There's going to be a good few more of those talking about this film, I tell you. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I loved it. Move on. Who's next? All right, Dan. Dan. Yes. <laughs> I'm in the Bucks camp myself. I This movie, I said it the last time we talked about it. To me, this movie was everything. Like, it's been what I've been waiting for. It's been, it's, we've been, you know, leading up to this for the last 10 years. And I can't wait to watch it again. That's how much I love this movie. And I will get into why as we move along here. But I'm going to have to give the, uh, you know, like at the end of the boxing match where they lift up the champion's arm. Yeah. I'm throwing that right now to Brolin. That's just what I'm saying. Throwing it to Brolin. Yeah. This was Thanos. Right. Be- before we go any further, should we just make sure that people know that this is totally spoilery? Oh, yeah. Okay, hold on a second. People. Hey, John, John, this is our fucking show, all right? No, I'm just kidding. Hey! <laughs> hey! The fucking nerve of this guy, Hudson. What was your idea? Oh, I'm, I think on. I'm just going to kick back. I think I'm going to kick back and watch this. <laughs> I'm going to kick back and watch this. Ding, ding, ding. No, you know what? Yeah. John's absolutely uh, right. Yes, we yes. should That was off the record, man. But the thing is, I just had to say it because I, I, I'd hate to spoil this film for anybody. Do you know what I mean? Even with what we're saying right up the top. You know what I mean? It, it's it's so good. Do you see why we have him on? Because this guy is like courteous. He takes this time. It's late over where he's at. A little bit late. Not oh, too yes. late. But the man it showed is, up. No, it is 2021 where he is. It really right is now. crazy. But um, I'm going to say I really, 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 really like this movie a lot. Yay. I really, 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 really like this movie. So, I mean, I can't. And I will tell you all the reasons I really liked it. Um, I mean, post-haste, ladies and gentlemen, post-haste. So let's get into it. On to our review of Avengers Infinity War. People have been saying Infinity Wars, and it's throwing me off. So I started saying it, and they were just like, hey, what's up with the um, black plural? I was like, that ain't my plural. I thought everybody was saying that. (laughs) That ain't my plural. I just thought it was everyone saying Infinity Wars. But uh, no, it's Infinity War singular. Did not. I was like, I did not know that. I'll have to admit, I was guilty. I was guilty of that myself. Oh, you said wars too. Well, I mean, like once or twice. I was. I think I was going back and forth. Now John's like yeah, shaking but- his head because he's an actual true comic reader. Uh, I've read a few. Did you read Infinity War? Okay. Did you read that whole story? I yeah, I did read Infinity, and I thought that, like, this is a good couple of years ago. Um, I bought the graphic novels. Oh wow! And I thought, I thought, ah, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read them in preparation for the show today. Forgot I'd lent them to a really good mate of mine. <laughs> every time, it's like oh. every freaking time. I'll be look, I'll be like, where the crap is that comic? Patrick, where's my books, man? Come on, <laughs> he's calling you out, Patrick. It, Come on, Patrick. It's been two years. Dang, maybe he's taking his time. But you know what, though, I, I, this. For me, this film is so connected to the cinematic universe that the only real way to talk about it is in relation to that. I mean, there is stuff in the comics that's kind of interesting. You know, the bits that I do sort of pop into my head. But it's it's kind of um, it's small bones, yes. really, compared, compared to... To me, what the the really interesting thing to talk about with this film is how it connects to the, all the other films that have gone before it. That's true. What effect is it going to have on the films that are going to come after it? Yes. For me, um, okay, let's start from the beginning. So I come into this film, I had no expectations except for the fake trailers that Marvel laid out for us. Geniusly. 
which is genius. And I so I come in here and, and I'm 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 I sit down. I'm in a cool theater. Everybody's really it's not a loud theater. I had a great a great theater experience. And I'm talking about this movie does not do Marvel credits. Let's get this thing. No, 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 no. It starts from jump. Boom. You're in. It is not a let's go ahead. It shows the Marvel joint and you are in this movie. We are now going. And I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah, wow. There's no music. No music. No music. It's just going. And I'm like, oh, wait. Oh. Isn't that genius? Like, if I were someone coming into the theater, I would have thought I came in late. I would have been like, oh, yeah. I was later than I thought. This movie's already going. But no, no, no. There was just no, you literally are thrust into this movie. And so immediately I'm in because they Marvel just knows what they're doing. So that's it where we start. Straight from straight from the end of Ragnarok. Which is crazy. Just straight Which there. Is we're there. Insane to me. I was like, oh, we're we're literally because I was one of the few, as Dan will co-sign, that saw Ragnarok fairly recently. And so this okay. was lit fresh off it. As soon as it mm. starts, I'm like, oh my God, I just saw this scene. I just saw this scene. <laughs> this is crazy. So yeah, we start with um, Thor still looking fairly jacked up. And uh, were you guys looking forward to the interaction with Quill and Thor? Did you know how good it was gonna be? Or were you like, oh, this could be an interesting <laughs> scene? Well, I didn't even realize it was Thor at first. Oh, really? You know, when when because you see the footsteps walking through all the destruction yes there's that sos message going you're going oh hang on a minute at the end of ragnarok i was laughing yes it was such a funny film it was brilliant but now straight from jump they're setting the tone like no mm -hmm. bad things are happening Terrible. already yes if you watch those two back to back, you're definitely going uh, to think like you see where the contrast is, you know, what I mean, because you leave a movie yeah, on yeah. a very optimistic note. We're heading to Earth. Everything's hunky dory. And then, of course, we find out later that it is absolutely not hunky dory. We've got half the crew gone. That's it. So, that's, yeah. Big jump, big change in the in the time, even though it's supposed to be like, I guess, mere hours in between. Would you say? Yeah, maybe not, maybe long. not even that long. Yeah. You know what? It might not have. Been. Yeah. I don't know how long it was, but it was uh, long. I mean. I mean, we've we've yeah. seen how quickly Thanos makes mincemeat of people, so I, it could have oh, been five we'll, we'll minutes ago. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it could have been like five minutes ago. He showed up, and I was like, "All right, let's get yeah. this over with." It's not like uh, in my brain. It's like, oh, it had to be a long time. Then I thought, wait a minute, he has he you know he he has not only him but his henchmen who could just make mincemeat out of people. Now, I will admit. Um, it sucked to see Heimdall go like this. Oh, man. It really sucked. I'm not going to bend yeah. where I was just like, really? This is how we're yeah. doing it, huh? Now, in the yeah. in the comic, he was beat up pretty badly, but not by Thanos, obviously. But we, you see that he is fine. Like, someone can hurt him. But I just didn't know they were going to kill Heimdall. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that was interesting. But, man, it was like... It was dope that they showed there was no reveal for Thanos. He was just there. Yeah, he just looks up and he's just standing <laughs> exactly, there. Like, whoa. And, and, and you see somebody's on the floor next to him. I didn't immediately realize Not it was Thor. Not even close did I think it was Thor. And he picks him up by his head. Oh, my God. And drags him along. 
I don't even know if I would say dragging. I mean, he had him like he was just carrying him like a rag doll. That was yeah. that's what I noticed right yeah. away. It's like he picked up Thor like he was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, totally. And and he's clearly done a number on him. Totally. And and what they did, what I loved the and they kind of go into this later on. I love that they showed Thor is a god, but he hasn't truly discovered how dope he is yet. So mm. he's still Thor learning himself. Whereas, you know, any, like you are, any comic book reader that's written, like that's read Thor, realize, you're like, you know, this, mm. he would at least, it wouldn't be going down like this. This would be an epic, long standing battle going on right now yeah, between yeah. two gods that are going up, but Thor is just, he hasn't had to do this yet. He hasn't had to come up yeah. against anyone like Thanos. So when that person was on the ground and they were dragging him, I was like, that's Thor? Yeah, what the totally. That was my reaction. Happened? Yeah. I thought it was kind of like a genius way to, because we know we, we've seen, we saw Thanos at the end of Avengers. And then we saw him again. Mm -hmm. And was it Guardians that we saw him in at the, at the, uh, on the Stinger? I can't remember right at the second. However, we never really knew. I think yeah. the, you know, the MCU movie going crowd didn't, they've heard of the significance. They knew that Thanos was his threat. But this was mm -hmm. like the perfect way of setting up just what a threat he was because he's picking yes. Thor up by his fucking yeah, head absolutely. like a rag doll. You yes. know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay, yeah. this, yeah, why yeah, this, yeah. this is why this guy's no joke. And then Loki's there. Oh, Loki. And, um, Thanos sets things up by saying, I know what it's like to lose, right? That That's the theme of the yes. whole movie set up mm -hmm. right at the top there. And then Loki says, we have a Hulk. Flipping the flipping the, the, the line from Avengers Loved Assemble it. that Stark says to him. And then, <laughs> boom. And now you're ready to cheer. Uh, you are ready to cheer now, yeah. saying, yay, the cavalry has shown. Yeah, here we yeah, go. Yeah, this should be fun. And Thor goes crazy on him. I mean, uh, Hulk goes Ooh. crazy on him. And when I knew something was wrong when one, when the whiz, the henchman was like, no, let him have his yeah. fun. I said, oh, no. Exactly. Oh, exactly. no. This is going to be horrible. I knew right and then. boy, was yep. it. Oh, my God. He turned the... Oh. I mean, he just didn't beat him. He properly totally. beat him up. Totally. He owned him completely. He, he just countered everything, sidesteps, body shots. Everything. Oh, man, it was unbelievable. He was the first character... He made it look he easy. He was the first character to beat Hulk into Bruce Banner. He beat him yeah. into Bruce Banner. Whereas normally, it, it, normally he gets madder and madder and madder and madder and madder. Yeah. He yeah. beat him so bad that he wasn't feeling anger. He was scared. He's never felt that before. And he went to Bruce and again, Banner. What about that sound he made yeah. when he got struck in the face by Thanos? Oh, my God. I was like, uh-oh, oh. uh-oh, this isn't right. This isn't how yeah. it's supposed to go. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. everybody remember, this is Thanos at ground floor. This is bare yeah. minimum naturalized... Yeah. One stone. Thanos. One stone. This is Thanos. Now, Thanos, I mean, uh, you know, his, his backstory is brutal. Obviously, it kind of... Uh, you know, you're not going to feel sorry for him, but you are kind of just like, oh. It was tilted against him from jump. But as he grew up, mm. I didn't know like he was a scientist. He's one of the smartest people that are alive. So it's just like mm. now, not the smartest gods alive. So 
every single step he takes, he's a hundred steps in front of his person. So that he knew they had a Hulk. He's like, yeah, I knew, I knew he was here. Yep. This wasn't a surprise. Like, oh my goodness, you have a Hulk. Yeah, he knew that. And that's why he's like, let yeah. him have his fun. Slams him into Slams the ground. Slams him into, dude, dude. Hulk signature move. <laughs> he's done that to Loki. He did it to Thor. Unbelievable. And now he gets it done to him. It's, uh, it's like, it broke wow. my heart. Again, I truly believe that that's the Russo brothers going, okay, so this is what you're dealing with now. Yep, yeah. this this is yeah. Thanos, bare minimum. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, totally, yeah. and we still haven't seen what he can do yet. We saw from, the, I'm saying the Russo brothers are like, now this is ground floor. We have, You haven't seen him with the stones yet. This is just mm. him. Mind you, his henchmen ain't no joke either. Yeah. Oh, no. They're, 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 they're no joke either, so... Right off the bat, and then, you know, we, we see that, okay, Thanos is a an amazing... And mind you, also, standing next to Hulk, I was like, oh, Thanos is humongous. Thanos is a yeah. large fella. So it shows right off the bat, he is a different... Uh, he's not human. We know that he's not human, but he's not even like the rest of the gods. He looks like most of the rest of the gods, like his parents, they looked humanoid. He was the one that was the mutation. So he looks different than everybody, which is, I mean, how big he was. He's like, good Lord, man. But again, it yeah. never mattered. Remember when Hulk punched that massive worm thing? That used to be, oh, it doesn't matter how big you are. Hulk punches you and it's yeah. over. It yeah. didn't work this time. Yeah. The strongest one there is. Well, he was. He definitely was. So this scene, no this more. scene was incredible. I mean, they kill Heim, but they kill Loki, which honestly it didn't have the effect on me that it that it oh, should it should have affected me more, but it wasn't a big, it didn't have the effect. I was like, okay, I mean, yeah, nah, really, it didn't. Second time it hit me a lot more. I would agree with that absolutely. I didn't even really notice the first time the crack sound <laughs> when he crushed his neck. Oh. That was like okay, and you see the life leave his eyes. I thought they yes. did that so well. He is. Gone. No resurrections this nope. time. No resurrections this time. Exactly. You know, and that's the thing too, is that he went out Man. like a hero. You know, if we're not going to uh, get him back, which who knows, you know, maybe we will. I think a lot of people. Yeah, actually I do. I believe a lot of people, especially in the theater may have been seen. They're not as in touch with the Marvel movies as some of us are, because I was very surprised at the reactions that people I'm jumping ahead, but I'm not going to like go there yet. I just think that I was very surprised yeah. of the reaction people had and they should be knowing, at least I would assume they would know that there are like, you know, sequels coming. <laughs> all those people that left yeah. you in the credits. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> what's that I don't all know about? What's up with that, man. I don't understand how you can leave. Like, how do you not know? And I'm thinking well, those no, are the people that were reacting. Exactly. This one is, is, I don't think like if someone said, do I need to stay for the stinger? I wouldn't, if they're like, I really like Thor. I really like this. I really like that. I would tell them not to. Cause it's a deep cut. I wouldn't even tell them to stay for the stinger. I'd be like, you know what? It's not going to matter. Cause by a year and some change from now, it's not going to be like, Oh, I didn't know what happened. Yes, you do. You're fine. You're good. I wouldn't even tell them to stay. It's too deep of a cut for newcomers. No one knows who that person is. If you, unless you read the comic, there's no way you would know who that was. No, but it's a sign of hope, isn't it? It's, if it's they like knew, he, Fury's done yes. something. Yeah. He he his his last action 
was to try and contact somebody, even if you don't know who it is. We are talking spoilers, gentlemen. Should we just get into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, that's true. Ahead. Yeah, it's, it's Captain Marvel. Um, but A, they're like, okay, but they just saw some of the best of the best get totally trounced. So them seeing that shield is still like, eh, we just saw a bunch of people get killed by this guy. Yeah, it's not like a well. Maybe she, maybe she's gonna do something. Maybe, but hope is a funny thing now. They're like, <laughs> we saw Hulk, we saw Captain America, Black Panther, we saw yeah. Black Widow, yeah. the Witch, we saw Vi all of them together could yeah. not deal with this cat. And so even they're like, okay, well, what the? Now the one thing I would say that they tripped on. Here's <laughs> what they tripped on. Like I was when people started fading. We're jumping all over the place. I think when people started fading away um, at the end of this movie, I think the hope you get is Black Panther fades away. Um, a few others fade away. Nick Fury fades away. You know, okay. All right. All right. This isn't going to stay. We knew that right off. We're like, okay, cool. I think if they would have yeah. kept it to certain people, I mean, if they kept it to Bucky, if they kept it to Black Widow, if they keep it to certain individuals, you're thinking, well, shoot. Even Doctor Strange. Maybe he doesn't come back. But when you take out Spider-Man, yeah, come on. I see your point. So that's hope there. That is hope. I Automatically, people are like, okay, there's hope. Because they're not, we know, unfortunately, IMDb has destroyed us. So you get online, you're like, okay, he signed up for another movie. So we know he's coming yeah. back. I think that... The yeah, trickery would have been, let's take out some characters that they're like, hmm, are they? Are they? Then give them hope. But yeah. I think it was, I think it was essential that uh, uh, for us we that we stay for the stinger because when we see that stinger, we're like, oh my, oh, from a pager. Yeah. Great detail, by yeah. the way, being that uh, Captain Marvel set in the, I think it's like late eighties exactly. or nineties. Yeah, that's a yes. great detail. In the nineties, yeah. Yeah, the it was yeah. a great stinger, but um, just so, rocking that Motorola pager, dude. <laughs> and so, you know what was so dope? Also, um, from that scene with Thanos is that weird cage they put him in. That the wizard that they put Thor in. I thought that was totally cool. I was like, what the heck is that? I mean, yeah. he just took random metal parts and made a freaking cage for Thor. Let's talk about the children of Thanos for a second, because they are, they do serve a, you know, a big purpose in this movie. Oh, they do. We've got um, Ebony Maw, Cole Obsidian, Proxima Midnight, and Corvus Glaive. I thought Homeboy looked like dude from Harry Potter. Yes, Ebony Maw looked like Voldemort. Thank you very much. Oh, I, I was wasn't. So this isn't that. an original thought. This isn't an original <laughs> thought. I immediately saw uh, Voldemort when I saw Ebony Maw. I, I, I don't know Good. if they did that on purpose, but do you watch the Harry Potter movies at all, John? Uh, not, not properly, really. I mean, my kids, well, oh, my yeah. son watched them and my, wa my wife's into them and stuff, but it never really grabbed me to be I've honest. never seen one. I'm all about it. I'm not even going to front. I'm yeah. all about them. But if you've seen Ray Fiennes yeah. play, um, yep. Voldemort, that's freaking Voldemort, man. I, I mean, it was, it was such, it was such a Jack move. I'm shocked. No one said anything. We just did, sir. Oh, snap. Did we just initiate a lawsuit? <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be crazy? Is someone at Marvel being like, you know what? He's freaking right. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong or if you disagree. But it seems like, you know, Ebony Maw was the 
the main character of the Children of Thanos. They're the one that he, they utilize him the most. And then, of course, Proxima Midnight, who was the female. And then Cole Obsidian, which was that big troll-looking guy. They did Cole Obsidian pretty well because they used him a lot. Uh, Proxima Midnight and Corvus Glaive. Yeah. Is it me or did they kind of skimp? You know, Marvel is kind of known for skimping on the CGI every once in a while. Do you think that's where it was? Yes. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She reminded me. She had a lot of um, Steppenwolf. Yes, dude. Going on. Uh-huh. I was going to say that. She had a Steppenwolf thing where I'm like, she doesn't look real. The troll looked real. Like, I'm like, he has weight to him and a heft and he looks real. But the woman, and you know what? Maybe it's a situation of, you know how our eyes can do, when you see a human that's CGI, we can tell that it's not a real person. Our eyes just do that. It's not a humanoid thing. So they tried to make her so human that you could tell it was fake. Whereas I think the wizard looked better than she did because he wasn't yeah, trying to look human. Definitely. You mean Corvus Glaive or Ebony Ma? Yeah, I keep on. The only reason I call him the wizard is because the only Ebony reason Moore. I keep on saying that the wizard is uh, uh is because freaking uh, something that Tony Stark said. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, You're embarrassing yeah, me in front of the wizard. <laughs> yes, and it's Spice messing me up. Yeah, every, yeah. I was like, ha! he called him the wizard, and there it was. It just stuck in my head. for the. I was like, every time I saw him, I was like, there's the wizard. But, um, like he looked better than it. She he looked better than um she did. I think because they weren't trying to make him human. I agree with you, Dan. I, a matter of fact, I didn't think about saying anything until you said uh something about like oh yeah he totally. She does not look right, but it was only on close ups. Did you notice it from yeah. like a little further away though, Dan? Or no? Not so you much. Didn't even it. Not yeah, so much. But, yeah. but in the final fight scene when she was fighting uh. Uh, uh, deny. I forgot her. Um, Okoye. 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 When she was fighting her, and they had faced it, and and uh, they showed her close up. I was like, "Ooh, that does not look right in the least." Little bit. rough. Little rough. But you know what, though, it's like a small crime for what we, totally what they've small. given us. You know, because before she, it looked great because she was fighting Black Widow and Captain America, and it was so fast that you couldn't get a gauge on her face. It was just quick. Hit, 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 hit. This one, yeah. when they you look up, you're like, and maybe they shouldn't have shown a real woman face, and then hers, and you're like, oh, wait, there's there's mm. clearly a difference. There's a difference there. They don't look the same. So, I, but it's a tiny nitpick um, in a in a fairly, I mean, when you get that decent, but yet you make, I can't believe how they're making Spider-Man look. It yeah. looks totally believable. Uh, I believe there there's a person shots, in a suit flying. Uh, I mean, I'm like, that looks totally believable. Go ahead, John. Uh, what were you saying? I mean, Spider-Man, there were a couple of shots of him. Mm. Um, when he when he gets out the bus and he swings under the bridge and then he launches himself up over the city. And Come he's on. Just hang, he's just hanging in the air in that classic Spider-Man. Come on. Kind of knees up, arms out kind of pose. Oh, it's just ridiculous. Come on. Skimming the water. Yeah. When he skimmed the water, I'm like, this freaking kid. And he, it, God, what a good job. But when it comes to, you know, the, the CG on on um, on Proxima and all that, if they've got a certain budget for their CG, let's, you know, I'm happy they spent all the money on Thanos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because he's the best CG character I've seen since Gollum. Not only did they do that great on Thanos, what Marvel is showing people how to do is making you say, oh, what an evil character. But he's kind of right. 
Like you're kind of yeah. being like, I can see why he's doing that. Killmonger. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I get why he's doing that. Thanos. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I guess, you know, I told now there's other ways he could go about it. But I get, yeah. oh no, this is how we do things. And he sees that it worked once. And you're yeah. like, oh, this guy is just searching for A power and B in the only way he knows how. He's only known that way. It's the only way he knows. And it works. He he says some places they don't have enough. They're 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 you know they're running over with food because I killed half of them. You're like, golly, half of that was oh, yeah. so good. But yeah. the other half is just like, <laughs> Jesus, you yeah. killed half of <laughs> my lord. I guess that's one way. Is there such a thing as good genocide? I don't know. Exactly. Is there because he start and the thing is, he is not uh they call him, as you know, like his nickname is the Mad God. The Mad Titan. The Mad Titan. They think yeah. he's crazy. Yeah. But the way he acts, you're like, oh, he doesn't seem crazy until you listen to what he says. You're like, that man's insane. Within his own internal logic, he makes perfect sense. Total sense, which is why you know he's not I mean? stark waving. He's not like, ah, no. He's like, <laughs> yeah. don't you? He's like, don't you guys see? Am yeah. I the only one that sees this, or the only one with the will to do something about it? You know what I mean? There's that whole thing. Exactly. That's exactly true. And the fact that it does, he does pay a price. It takes a toll on him, and we see that yes. towards the end. Oh, very man, much so, oh and it's it's really affecting. It is very, very effective. I think from jump, he just looks great. I love his armor. His yeah. armor that in my brain is not needed because I see what he could do. I'm like, why do you even have it on? You can walk around in boxers and just kill everybody. Well, once the Infinity Gauntlet's complete, yeah, that armor pretty much just goes out the window anyway. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and the thing is, it just looks so cool. He, he, yeah. it, and it told me he sees himself as a general, even if he doesn't need the armor. He sees himself a certain way. I am this person and i'm going to i'm going to present myself as this person you know because yeah. technically no one could touch i mean after after uh i would say after uh before we get there after a few gauntlets that he gets technically even at that point he's unstoppable when you can change someone's reality you don't need an armor anymore it's over it's game over yeah. game set yeah. match and at that point it was a fact of we're not trying to stop him we're now, tr we're, well, or kill him. We're trying to stop him from getting one more of these things because they knew mm. we can't do anything about certain things. He's, yeah. he's, he's at a certain level. But yeah, so anyway, Heimdall sends Bruce Banner. Yeah. Who, he sends Bruce Banner back to, uh, now why do you think he sent him and not Thor? I, you know, honestly, I think it was just because Hulk was more accessible at that point. And that's really the only thing I could think of because you had Thor that was all wrapped up in that armor, as you were calling it, or that, that cage that he had. Mm -hmm. He was closest to Thanos. That was my only like thought of that because I actually did think about that too. And, and please, someone give me some insight if, you know, if you've got something else. But to yeah. me, it was like, yeah. well, I'm dying. I've got you know, a limited amount of strength left. I have Hulk right here. Yeah. Let's get him yeah. back. He's, he's scared yeah. shitless right now. Let's get him back to Tony and let, him, let yeah. Tony be warm. Send you know a message. I mean? Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that was such an amazing shot as well with the with the, the Bifrost tearing in and, oh, and out into space. Oh, I love that. And, then, and we follow it towards Earth. And then we cut then we cut to the sanctum. And and we know it's coming. Do you know what I mean? There's that beautiful shot where it's reflected in the window from the outside. And then we yes. go in and we're inside. And we know something's coming. And 
and Strange and uh, Wong are, are having a chat. And there's that sense of we know something's approaching. Mm-hmm. And yes. I, that 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 couple that moment that thirty second moment I thought I, I thought that was really amazing the way they set that up. It's so cool because Marvel does their thing where one of them says, "Well, I don't think there's any more surprises," and you're like, "Oh, that's funny," because yeah, here comes one. Yeah, and they just yeah. look. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, Marvel does like the wink and the nod. That's one thing Marvel likes. They like the wink. They like it was the like, rhythm no, as well. The, I think I think the rhythm of this film, considering how massive it is. The beats in this film were so well timed. I mean, I, I I didn't notice how long this film was. Like from the beginning to the end, it was just one thing after the next. You you barely had time to recover from one thing happening, and you're on to the next and on to the next. It was just insane. The Russo brothers did this. They said, "Here's what we're not going to do: exposition. That's yeah. over. We're done with that." Everyone knows who everyone is. The only little exposition we need are yeah. who is this group coming to take to, to kill us all? That's it, yeah. though. It's this bit, isn't it? It's this bit where Wong, well, it's, it's in, in a few minutes when, you know, Banner smashes into the, into yes. the sanctum. Well, the Hulk, the Hulk smashes into the sanctum, but yeah. by the time we look down into the hole, he's gone back to Banner. I thought that yeah. was really good. Because you can hear the Hulk's voice. The sound of him changing back down yes. into Banner, you hear it in his voice. Mm-hmm. But by the time they look over the edge, he's just stopping going green. The green's just gone. And he's he's Bruce Banner. I thought that was brilliant. That was freaking... I mean, he comes to as him. Yeah, as, yeah, yeah. And so I love... And, and, and Bruce Banner pretty much... He does the quick... And it's not any let me convince you. Nope. He says, toughest guy we've ever seen. We're yeah. a, he's unstoppable. He's yeah. ready to kill people, and he can do it. And it's not one yeah. of those. Wait a minute, what are you talking about? Nope. Immediately they all buy it. They're yeah. like, "Well, okay." So maybe that that was Heimdall's decision. Do you know what I mean? If, That's if, true. They'll if, believe if, him. If we send this guy back and he's been beaten up, yes, and he says, you know, something bad's coming, everyone's going to be right. That's what I was thinking is that he sent Hulk because he was the most affected by it. Thor is still going to be, he's a God. He's still going to be heroic. He's not letting Thanos get to him, even though he's like chained up. Yeah. Can't so really. Let's, yeah. let's, so let's set a point. Let's send him down scared shitless to warn Tony. Yeah, and yeah, you know yeah. what? I got to say, I think Mark Ruffalo did a really good job of expressing how scared he actually was. Like when he came in, yeah. yeah. Oh, and when, he, yeah. when he finally cutting forward just a couple of minutes, but when, um, you know, you have uh, Tony and Pepper that are walking through the park, and then oh, uh, that, yeah, yeah, and then Doctor Strange comes out and he's like, you know, Tony Stark, yeah. I need you or whatever he says, I need you for this mission, and then yeah, yeah. he's like, who sent you? And then freaking yeah. Bruce walks out and he he's looks like terrible, and yeah, he hugs yeah. t- and he hugs Tony, and you can yes, just see yeah. how afraid he actually is. You know? Oh yeah, and Tony yeah. is affected. He's looking at him like, what the crap, yeah, this is not yeah, what I've seen yeah. of you before. This is not yeah. bad. Yeah, this is not a normal thing and. I, I like that they um they just there's not a because normal movies are going to make you have to convince people until they see him until they yeah. see Thanos with their own eyes people are gonna be like stop it we'll be fine no all of them take it seriously the only disagreement they have is how to go about this that's it okay yeah. he said it we believe it and then right when we're digesting all this right when we're having fun seeing Tony and Doctor Strange interact, the Russo brother says, all right, enough fun. Immediately, yeah, enough yeah. fun. 
we got to get another fight coming. We're yeah, like, yeah. Jesus. Like, immediately yeah. they're there. Like, normally yeah. you're going to think, oh, it's going to take them a while to come to Earth. It's going to take them a little while. So we have yeah. time. What was that, 15 minutes, guys? Maybe? There's that, there's that one bit of exposition with Wong it's explaining it. to Stark about the stones and, and yep. where they came from. Yep. And suddenly you hear all that chaos outside. That's it. That's it. And that it's was, just it's hard, like, what, already? Wow. exactly we're doing this right no (laughs) time to get prepared to say okay and mind you bruce or you know bruce doesn't know the extent of what these guys can do Mm. he saw thanos do his thing but he doesn't necessarily know so you how do you explain to someone oh by the way one of them can do this the other one could do that he doesn't know so they're going on there kind of blind saying okay what are we dealing with here and there's, yeah. you saw, here's the one part I love. Russo brothers said, hey, let's sit them in there cocky. They went in there so cocky. Like, yeah. Stark talking his jazz. Doctor Strange talking his, like, hey, you need to walk away. You're not coming into, this is Earth, and I'm the protector. We're protecting this place. And, yeah. man, the Russo brothers was like, yeah, this is how they would effectually talk in this situation. Because ever since they've been around, who stops them? No one. Yeah. Yeah. So they think this is the same for them. Star- Stark is making all these funny comments, and then it gets real. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the, I think the, the the greatest part about this was um, I was just arguing with my son saying, hey, we, we it seems like we missed a movie. Not arguing, agreeing. Um, we missed a movie between Doctor Strange and all these uh, movies that came afterwards. Because all of a sudden, he's really good at his stuff. I mean, yeah, he's really yeah, good. Totally. At the end of Doctor Strange, yeah. he was decent. Now he's like killing it. But what they did was, I and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking they meant to do this. I don't know if I'm just extrapolating, but they showed how good someone who is good is. It showed yeah. how, oh no, Doctor Strange ain't that good. He's decent, but he's <laughs> no match for this guy. But he does it with style. Would you agree? Exactly. All those arm motions that he does when he's rocking the powers of the time. Oh, it's stone. so dope. But the other uh, guy, the other he's like, yeah, it's cute. He looks at him as, oh, look at this adorable new guy. He's really yeah. good with those little, you know, twisty golden things. <laughs> Funny. He doesn't yeah. seem at all. The only time he reacts is when he gets cut. And he's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Now yeah. this is going to. I loved, loved, loved this battle. This was one I would say, this is my favorite battle. Oh, wait. <laughs> this is my second favorite battle scene of the movie. Really? Easily by it was, far. It was awesome. It was incredible. What do you guys think about this scene? I loved the contact or the uh, the interactions rather between Ebony Ma and Doctor Strange. I loved that Ooh, whole battle dude. when he was like slamming him against the wall and like putting yes. him into yeah. the wall upside like that. down. Yeah, upside yeah, yeah. Down. My yeah. God, I think I'm actually a little sad that they took Ebony out as quickly as they did because. Yeah, Ebony Maw is a great character. I could have seen him going the entire distance of the movie, and then maybe getting and you know getting a demise at the end. But you know, it is what it is. I loved all the witty banter from Tony. You know, like again, yeah. like you're saying, Steve, you're embarrassing me in front of the wizard. You know, the whole thing was great. It calls him Squidward. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, that was so funny because everybody in my theater was like, "Oh my goodness, he does!" Like, oh, like they just clicked in there. Oh my gosh, he does kind of do. They look like that. <laughs> it was a genius freaking and then and then when my boy shows up when uh spider-man oh, comes to the man. oh come on 
Well, when when he's on the bus and we see his arm hairs go up, we saw that in the trailer, right? Oh, it's so dope. His spider sense is kicking in now. That's the first we've seen of that. We didn't see that in Homecoming, right? Yeah. It, it, here's here's what I love about that bus scene. A, <laughs> they could have just said, "Hey, distract people," and had the kid distract people, and then he goes, and it's a perfectly fine scene. <laughs> yeah. But for the kid to knack, to act naturally and start freaking out, he's like, "Well, good job." That's a little genius put it. That's it a, like, something that a stand-up comic so would have put in. We're all going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so fun. It's like a stand-up uh, comic read over it and said, you know what would be funny right there? Yeah, you know yeah. what would be more funny there? This yeah. thing. It's yeah. such a cute tag. Oh, it's brilliant. You know, I thought it was really. And, that, and I, I was like, man, they're working at a level that people just aren't messing with. And Spider-Man. Mm. He was so essential in this battle. Without oh, yeah. him, things go differently. They make him essential. Things yeah. go very different if he doesn't show. Absolutely. I loved that. They gave him saying, no, no, no. Spider-Man is essential to this team. He's not yeah. just a person that, nor, you know, you would imagine that a lot of other directors would have had him getting kicked around, maybe breaking stuff. Why are you even here? You're messing stuff up. No, no, no. Kid was important to this situation. Very important. I loved yeah. it. I just absolutely loved it. I loved how Doctor Strange essentially saves um, saves um, Bruce Banner. He's like, you can't do anything for us right now. Yeah. How crazy is that? <laughs> how crazy is that? I was like, oh, this is so amazing. But he doesn't throw him very far. I thought he was like in another town. But he was like down the road, <laughs> down, down the street. I was like, oh, he's right there. You yeah. probably want to push it. You should put him somewhere else, though. Like, take him to Taiwan or something so that he's away from this. But no, he just put him yeah. down the street. He's like, you can't help us right now. Getting back to what Johnny was saying, I do believe that was the first time that you have seen the spider senses activate like that. So I thought that was a great touch. When yeah. those uh, when those Q ships entered the city, what a fucking threat that was. I mean, they looked Jeez. really cool, you know, and, and which added even more to like when Tony walks out of the Sanctum Santorum and you know sees these for the first time cars are crashing you know he doesn't know what's going on but everyone's yeah. like looking up very threatening but for it's for the... spider-man to actually have that pop up like that and then spring into action Dude. yeah yeah and you see yeah. the Before q ship in the background amazing yeah, yeah. oh yeah. now i'm gonna awesome. ask both of you guys a question that i didn't quite understand what did what did dr strange put in the sky what was that was it a block or something it looked to me, yeah, because I wasn't quite sure. I, I didn't I, know. I was like, "What? Did, what did he just do?" I, I, he seemed to, it seemed to stop the destruction. Okay. Whatever, whatever he did, the, the, the stuff getting flown around, and 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 okay. it all seemed to stop at that point. Things became more still. Okay. So I don't know if he stopped it spinning or he stopped it doing some whatever it was doing that was that was blowing stuff down the street. That it was seemed, weird. That like, all seemed to settle down, like the wind or whatever it was creating. He just it made was, like a little magic barrier of some sort. Yeah, he sort of blocked that. But it wasn't yeah. immediately obvious. I sort of, I kind of missed it the first time I watched it. And then the second time, I think, yeah, he just kind of stopped it. Whatever effect it was using to destroy everything. It seemed and to, he, it seemed yeah. to stop, stop that wind or, or whatever it was that kind of, it all settled down a little bit and then they got into the battle because there wasn't shit flying around everywhere while they were fighting. That's true. And it's, it's 
the only reason I knew something happened is because Stark said thank you. I was like, yeah. oh, what? what? Something? Wait, what? Yeah, he then did like a cheeky me... little wink, didn't he? he yeah, so wink. I was like, wait, did I miss? I just didn't. I that, yeah. and I'm almost sure that the. I mean, you have to put that in to say something changed. Okay, okay, yeah. something changed. Because otherwise, if he wouldn't have said anything, I would have thought he did nothing. He just put his arms to the sky and nothing happened. Yeah. Uh, but I thought the now obviously the eventuality is. Um, Doctor Strange gets totally caught, which is another thing that I didn't expect. Yeah, he just yeah. gets captured straight up. Ebony yeah. Maw's like, Binds yeah, him up. thanks for trying. Binds him up, takes him. Game. That Set bit when man. he was bound up, that shot when he's bound up and he just topples over and bounces off that car and lands on the Dude. road. I thought, man, they've he's, he's, really caught him. <laughs> and off he goes, man. Lifts up that bit of road with him on. <laughs> you know, and yeah. the funny thing is, hey, look, we now know. Ebony Maw is a beast. Yeah, man. We now know that he's in a very, he's, if anything, now, uh, going to your question, Dan, saying that you didn't like him being off so easily. Yeah. I think it was essential because remember later on, he's, uh, the, uh, how Thanos kind of just brushes him off. He's like, yeah, I'm, you know, the, he knew he was dead and he was just like, he was just a means to an end sort of thing. It just showed that he didn't care really. As much as they're like, yeah, we took out an essential part. Thanos didn't care. Well, he's got no love for anyone. And I think that Gamora actually asks him that question at one point in the movie, like, do you love anything? So I think, yeah, Thanos definitely has his his mission in front of him and he doesn't really yeah. care what gets lost. Done deal. And that that's why I thought, okay, maybe that was, but I would have liked to see Ebony Maw. But again, I think the Russo brothers in putting all these people on screen, the less, the better they're thinking. They're like, all right, cool. We did a really good job with him. He's gone. Now that's one less person we have to put on screen. There's just too much to focus on. And they had that little amount of time. Exactly. Yeah, There's yeah. so many things. Um, so we kind of end that scene up with Tony taking off after Doctor Strange. Oh. And Spider-Man's in tow. Spidey's up there. Uh, I got to tell you, when I was seeing the preview for this, I thought for sure that that new technology, which we didn't really talk about. You know, Tony now has Yeah, has his nanotechnology. Yeah, yeah. He's got his nanotechnology implanted into the arc reactor. Yeah. And I kind of thought, just from watching that, that it was going to be something from like Wakandan technology. I really thought uh, that okay. that rocket booster yeah. was going to be Wakandan technology. I was wrong. Right, right. Still dope, though. Still amazing. I loved that scene. It was, it was such a great shot. And then dispatching the new suit for Spider-Man. He said, like, unlock, unlock 27 or something? 17A. 17. That's it. Yeah, 17A. Yeah. Johnny took notes. The number 17 comes up a couple of other times as well. Why do you suppose that is? I don't know. But, you know, uh, cutting again forward to the battle in Wakanda, um, when they decide to open, such a badass moment, when they open the part of the shield to funnel the the creatures through, Mm -hmm. that's Sector 17. There's got to be some kind of significance yeah, to that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's something going on with the 17. Oh, that's interesting. I did not yeah. notice that. Huh, yeah. maybe it's an Easter egg of some sort. But when Spidey gets the suit, man, the, I think it's the Come one on. that he saw at the end of Homecoming and then said no to, isn't it? Oh, my God. And the I didn't Spidey think thing. they were going to bring the spider. Yeah, the iron. I thought, I was like, uh, when the legs came out, I said, oh, oh God. I shouted out loud in the cinema oh. at that point. <laughs> because this is the, from where I'm reading right now, this is that suit in the comic. Right, this yeah, This is the yeah. suit he has, oh, and I'm like, when so did he get good. this? Yeah. It is a dangerous, dangerous suit. 
Yeah, man. Like it's, it's unstoppable. And it smells like a new car on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh, and it acts on its own. Like, it kind of knows what it's supposed to do and just does it. When yeah. he was about to get sucked out of that crack, it just locked in. Boom. Yeah, that's, like, that's oh. when we first saw it. And he's like, what? What's this? It's so it, cool. He didn't even know about it. Yeah, yeah. It was so dope. But now, here's another time Spider-Man is essential. Tony has no idea what he's going to do to get, because we see that 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 <laughs> Ebony Maw has created the most torturous thing for Doctor Strange. I mean, uh, a million needles, and he can yeah. just put them in individually. And he does, right he in wants. his cheek, man, right in oh his cheekbone. Oh, that's horrible. And so I'm sitting there being like, okay, this sucks. But Stark has no idea what he's going to do. Like, there's yeah. nothing that he really can do if anything, Tony is just going to try to uh, blast his way through. That's the only thing he knows. It yeah. was dope that he says, have you ever seen aliens? Yeah. I didn't know films. what it meant. <laughs> I did not know what he meant by that. I thought he was being a kid. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. here we go. Yeah. Bruh. Bruh. Yeah. It was such a good plan. Yeah, it was. It was such a good plan. Now, it could have not worked, but I just don't see how it doesn't work. Yeah, that's no, great. It's a genius pen. I love that he kept calling it like, the, did you ever see that old movie? Everything's like old yeah, to him. Really old. <laughs> I think he was pissing yeah, Tony like, but, off a little bit by that too because he was making him feel old. You know, he said something like- Because he's supposed to be what, 15? Yeah, yeah, 15. But he tells him something like, if you get one more pop culture reference, he tells him. <laughs> that is so funny. Like, <laughs> it was such, and it was a really quick, like the thing, what did it last? Uh, eight minutes, the scene on the ship? Yeah, something like that. Like eight minutes? Not saying I was looking at my watch. No, but I get what you're saying. Everything's so condensed, you know? It's a uh, condensed, and then so they say, much. okay. All of it is important, though, because we see we see that Ebony Maul is ridiculous, and then he dies. And we saw, okay, now we know that um, uh, that how important Spider-Man is to this situation. He's really good. Yeah. We got him the suit now. He now has the suit. Uh, we see him and Tony interacting. We see, you know, and it's a really cool thing where they're now bonding. I think they're just bonding yeah. for bonding's yeah. sake. And boy, did the Russo brothers suck me in. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Woo-wee! That, that made the ending oh. so powerful because they're like, yeah, we're going to put these guys together all movie. Just yeah. so I'm like, oh, that's cool. They're getting bonding and he's kind of showing them the ropes. No, no, no. Nope, that's mm. not why they did it at all. <laughs> they were reeling us in. So, oh. so they get Doctor Strange out. Doctor Strange is, and this is one of the coolest. How did you like the? Hi, I'm uh, um, I'm um, Peter Parker. He's like, I'm Doctor Strange. He's like, Oh, we're using our, our superhero. Yeah. Then I'm Spider Man. <laughs> he wasn't using his superhero name. He his name is Doctor Strange. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, it was so. And he just and Doctor Strange just looks at him like, Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. We're not doing this today. <laughs> yeah. We're not doing this today. I can't do it right now. And it it's so funny, but um I I mean Peter Parker this is can we all agree that he he might have been Spider-Man reincarnated? Like is he really Spider-Man? Cuz he's exactly what Spider-Man is in my head. How he uh, talks, how he so makes good. little funny th- I, it's exactly Spider-Man. Perfect. I was actually going to say, literally starting my sentence off, can we all agree? Maybe I won't get the answer that I'm thinking, but 
Can we all agree that Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man so far? Totally. By a million miles. Right? I mean, that's what Spider-Man's supposed to be. Not even. Yeah, it's yeah. not even. When he was doing Wizard Kick. <laughs> magic. Magic Kick. Magic Kick. <laughs> I was like, dude, this is Spider-Man. I got you. I got you. I got you. Sorry, I, I don't can't remember your names. <laughs> it was so good. And I was like, okay, look, if you say... If Marvel said, hey, we're going to have to take some time off, so we're just going to be giving you four Spider-Man films, guess who is not mad? Oh, no, not at all. Bring it. I would not be upset at all. The only thing that would make me pause is, dang, when is the Avengers coming out? That's it. I want to know what happens. But other than that, so far, when I, wa- I haven't walked out as happy as I did from a Spider-Man movie. I didn't even – this is the happiest I've been as far as the homecoming – was the happiest I've been at a Spider-Man. Like I walked out smiling. Homecoming is an incredibly good film. It's incredible, and they so took good. it and made it right into this, right into this movie. That was the start of Marvel sorting out their villain problem. Yeah, uh, agreed. They did. because it's because true. one one criticism that's been widely leveled at Marvel up until I'd say Homecoming was that their villains weren't as well developed as their heroes. They were that's a bit two dimensional or whatever. But Michael Keaton in Homecoming, you understood why he was doing what he was doing. Totally get it. Totally get it. And it was like, okay, now we get this guy. And then we got Killmonger. And now we've got Thanos. And and they've they've sorted it out. They've sorted out their their villain issue. Totally did. It's like, oh, 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 we got a problem with villains? Right. We're going to sort that out now. Not anymore. Bring it. What are you going to say now? (laughs) I would even say in Civil War. When they did the um, the villain was whatever side you disagreed with. Yeah. That was the villain. I don't think Tony's right. He's now the villain of the movie. I yeah. think Captain America's wrong. He's now the villain of your movie. Chris Rock yeah. said a great line one time. It's a little tacky what he was talking about, but it makes sense to what it pertains to this. He did a joke about OJ and he said it was about OJ killing Nicole Brown. He didn't Simpson. have to kill her, but I understand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't agree with what OJ did, but I understand. But I understand. Yeah. I don't, exactly. I don't agree with, like, dude, there's t-shirts that say Killmonger is right. And I'm like, yeah, how he treated women, though? Like, that's the yeah. only, like, you saw plainly that he has no problem beating up women and killing people. Oh, I just watched yeah. it last night. I mean, come on, guys. He, yeah. he literally held a woman up by her neck. And so I'm like, yeah, okay, the, yeah. I get what you're, you're trying to be funny but he's yeah. not a good guy in the least bit. No. But they made you fit when they took him back to his childhood. They're like, yeah, he's an evil person now. But it almost started that night. Yeah. It pretty much got kicked off that night. Where in Thanos, they haven't even... I'm hoping and praying that they give a Thanos story. I'm hoping. They probably won't. But I would totally watch Thanos Rising put into film form. They just made but, their biggest movie that has beaten out a, a First Awakens. I yeah, think it's yeah. totally possible at this point that they can do that. All they need to do is get a group of, you know, a good team of writers in there, but they could totally fit a Thanos story in there somewhere. Because they're not killing Thanos. No. He, you, you kind of can't. <laughs> you know, you're not going to, you're not going to kill Thanos. Um, the only, I mean, you're probably going to beat him senseless maybe, but even then... He's just so far. He's working at a click that none of the Avengers are working at. Not none of them are. None of them are working at that. 
the only person that has a shot at him is Thor because he's been around for 1500 years. He's the only one that has a shot. Everyone else kind of, so I think there's a chance that once whatever they do to him or whatever happens, I would love to see it put into to film for, because it's a, it's a cinematic story. His story is cinematic. It is a, from jump to finish, it's a cinematic story. I'm wondering if maybe that's going to be part of the next chapter. That would be great. The, the, the second half of this film. Because we got a lot of flashbacks as far as like Gamora when she was a true. kid and all that sort of stuff in true. this one. So that's they're not afraid true. to do that. So I think I think maybe we'll, possibly, we could see more about his origin in the next movie as part of the story of how they turn things around. Now... I, I'm going to admit, and you guys are probably going to, you're going to hate what I'm about to say, but I got to say it. Um, I think, unfortunately, everyone together, when it, well, not everyone together, when it's just the Guardians, not Thor, Peter Quill and the Guardians are my weakest link in this movie. I could have totally done without them. The only thing that made them watchable for me is Thor's interactions with them. And okay. Thor going around away um, with the the group and Thor doing this stuff, but with Peter Quill and Gamora, that story I did not like. I thought it was just like, what are, what are they doing? It's like they literally were introduced to mess up the thing. Okay. Without those two people, the plan goes decently. Like without Gamora, no one tells Thanos that he you know where the stone is. Without Quill, they take the glove off. Why are they, and but they have there so them being in the movie, I wouldn't say like the Russos messed up. I wouldn't say the Russo brothers need to take them out. I'm saying they were in they literally without them, the plan goes a little bit too well. It goes too well because there's not without Gamora, Thanos has no one to kill. Like there's no one he loves. So he doesn't get that stone. So there I think the reason I don't like them is because they're introduced to mess up the plan. That's what they're there for. Right. What do you got, Johnny? I have to disagree, man. I I love the Guardians in this. I thought it was I thought it was great. Um, I mean, if we didn't have the Guardians, we wouldn't have Drax, right? Dra- he was Drax, funny. Drax and his incredible invisibility skills. <laughs> that was so funny. No, I think yes. they added some really really solid like comic relief to the movie. Um, yes. I don't think that's the only purpose they served. I'm not going to cut Johnny off, but I'm agreeing with him so far. But without Thor, with it when it was just them, no Thor. Yeah, yeah, with, hmm. with just them, I think. Yeah, definitely. I love yeah. the interaction with Thor. Um, but I really like the whole uh, Quill and Gamora relationship and the way that that has been growing from for, throughout their story. Okay. And it definitely got fed into at, in Guardians 2 as well. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah, their, their yeah, relationship it really, grew. It went up a level. Yeah, it really okay. did. But not to the point where they were telling each other that they loved each other. Yeah, that was a bit of a jump. But again, how long has it been, would you say, Johnny? But that's what I mean. That's what I mean. In Guardians 2, they didn't get to that point. And I like that. I like that this has been quite an organic relationship. It's gone from from Quill basically just thinking, yeah, yeah, I tap that, definitely. To, and, and you know, her kind of disliking him and, and, and putting him down. To them, kind of warming, you know, she's warming to him, and he's actually realizing that he he's got deeper feelings for her. 
and that, and that's developed more in Guardians too, but not to the point where they're a couple, you know. And I like the fact that it, it, it was only at the point where he had to kill her because she made him promise to that they told each other that they loved each other. I thought that was really powerful. Do you think it's safe to say that it's been a couple of years since Ego was destroyed in Guardians 2? They look a little yeah. different. Groot's obviously a teenager now. I don't know how fast a Groot grows, but um, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> I was I was just assuming that we had at least a couple of years involved right there because, you know, uh, like they said, uh, Star-Lord had put on a little bit of weight, and he did. He actually did. I wonder if they did yeah. that intentionally. I mean, it wasn't much, but I wonder if that was intentional. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I kind of was assuming that the story had moved itself along, and we're just supposed to assume that. A couple of years have passed, haven't they? Because when... Um a bit later on when Cap's team meet up with Rhodey, he, he he says that, you know, you guys look like crap. It's been a tough couple of years. That's right. They've been on the, on, on the run or whatever, you know, when they've been lying low. So I, I think, you know, if we ignore the whole time moves differently when you're in space to when you're on Earth type stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think as a, as a universe, yeah, it's it's been a couple of years. Oh, that's true because Vision has been on the run for two years. Yeah, not on the run. <laughs> yeah, they they've all been lying. Yeah, yeah, there we the go. Civil yeah. War. And he's like, you're supposed so if, to. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we if we assume that Guardians two happened around the time of Civil War, then we could sort of say yeah, it's a couple of years. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. You think Star Lord gained weight, G? They had made yeah. a joke about that in there, but I think like you know what it was <laughs> yeah, is yeah. I just saw the trailer right before the movie for Jurassic World. So yes, yeah. Chris Pratt was a little bit heavier in this movie. Now, I don't know if they told him to, but if he just happened to be a little bit heavier for maybe a role that he's doing in another movie or something oh, like that. I like that I they put that, that in. I mean, dude, it's so subtle. But once it's like brought out, yeah. like, oh yeah, I guess he is a little bit heavier. I thought that they were saying in, re in comparison to Thor. In comparison to Thor, but who isn't? Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> I thought that, because I think... If my, I thought he looked in the same shape, but when they saw him, they were like, oh, you've got a little bit of, you're not as a good yeah. shape, shape as I thought you were because you're standing next to a god. Yeah, no, I you think he was, he was a little heavier than he was in The Last Guardian. Interesting. Film, but but I, I, I think I've heard that he said in an interview that, or in, he, said, he said publicly that he struggles to maintain that Marvel physique. Oh, yeah. Because he's not naturally that shape. And exactly. it's a lot of work for him to kind of well, it'd be a lot of work for anybody. But I think oh. he particularly struggles with with with, um, you know, keeping keeping a certain amount of weight. I off. could totally say uh, that. That's not his that's not his physiology. His natural yeah. physiology. Parks and Rec. I mean, him and Park and Rec, you saw how he looked in Parks and Rec. That was not yeah. the way Chris Pratt looks now. And he I mean. If we look, I mean, Chris Evans, you know, that's one of the reasons he doesn't want to do Cap anymore. Yeah, man, it's got to be such brutal work. <laughs> it's you know? brutal, because that's not his natural physique. They're not, and they're not getting any younger, you know? No, it's, it's harder I mean, and harder. Yeah. As long as they're making Marvel money, I just say, wah, just fucking man up and do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Like, that's got to be some insane coin yeah. that's coming into their bank accounts. Just work yeah, out. Yeah. Eat right. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, I mean, when you have somebody that doesn't really need to, I mean, The Rock doesn't really need to look like that, but he does it. But some people have yeah. better genetics. Like, like he was saying, yeah. I bet yeah. you Chris Pratt works harder than a lot of them because his natural physique maybe, is maybe, yeah. chubby, whereas Chris yeah. Evans is skinny. 
Uh, Thor is a skinny guy naturally, so all you're doing is putting on muscle. Chris Pratt has to lose fat and put on this muscle, so he's probably like, man, this sucks. <laughs> this is for the, but again, Marvel money. Marvel money will make you do anything. Marvel yeah, Disney uh, money yeah. will make you do anything. You know, so, and, and you know, you have, when you have access to the best trainers in the world, but I totally yeah. see, I, I, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna watch again because I wanna see if, uh, I, I definitely wanna see if Chris Pratt did get a little bit big, cause he might have, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. He might yeah. have. And, and I, li- I like the way they dealt with it. <laughs> yeah, they, it, he's like, I'm not, cause what they call him? They called him, what, what was the quote they used? They didn't say skinny fat, they said, um, they didn't one say, sandwich, one sandwich away from. Fat. There it is. He's like, and he was like, "What?" That was like, rocket. That was a great rocket line. Rocket is great. In yeah, this yeah. Oh, uh, he's amazing in this film. Oh, this is the best rocket, and it's still Bradley Cooper, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, look, he sounds different to me, and surprisingly, like, still Vin Diesel as Groot. Oh, uh, he's why right, do right. I hate that? I don't know why I hate that. I just hate that. <laughs> I don't know why it bothers me. You know it who should. doesn't hate that? Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel does not yeah. hate that at all. So, is that Marvel? Yeah, man. Yeah, is that Iron Giant? He's like, I oh, wait. This check from Iron Giant was nice. I wonder if I could do that yeah. again by just sitting in a studio. I get, I get paid more to say less. I definitely prefer animated Vin Diesel to actual Vin Diesel. Oh yeah. I, you know what? I don't. Oh, <laughs> pitch. I love Pitch Black though. That's yeah. the only thing. I'm like, yeah, Ooh, I really like that movie. I mean, that was now the rest of them. Come on, man. That was pretty bad, but. I think the, the uh, with uh, I loved I loved um, the interaction between um, Groot, um, Thor, and the Rabbit. Oh, I loved how <laughs> Thor kept on calling him the Rabbit. Uh, that yeah. was so funny. He just was like, "Come on, Rabbit! Will you join me on this quest, Rabbit?" <laughs> <laughs> like he's never seen a rabbit before. <laughs> like he's never seen one. He's obviously uh, a raccoon. Uh, and the ki- the killer bit as well for me in that whole bit was was when they bring Thor on board, and uh, and uh, Quill refers to him as a dude, and, he's, and and Drax is like, he's not a dude, you're a dude. Yeah. This is a man. This is a man. <laughs> and this is coming a handsome, from Drax. muscular man. He said, yeah. he said it's like a like an angel and a pirate had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what they did that was really smart? <laughs> it was so funny. What uh, they did that was really genius is they never had Drax and Thor standing next to each other. Right, That's yeah. true. Yeah. They wanted to keep yeah, Thor yeah, looking big, spot. whereas if he would have put him next yeah. to Drax, he would have dwarfed him. So he's like, we can't have scenes with <laughs> yeah. you guys together. They utilized the Sylvester yeah, Stallone, yeah. Tom Cruise technique. Exactly. Because yeah, yeah. Batista is humongous. He is a big fella, and and Thor is what six? He's like six four, but Batista's huge. It's just like if you put the Rock in the movie, you wouldn't put the Rock next to um Chris Hemsworth. You'd be like, we want to make it seem like he's big. He put him next to you. Already saw it. No, no, Chris Hemsworth's not six four because he stood next to Chris Pratt. And they were face to face. They were pretty much the same height. Wouldn't have happened yeah. with Batista. So it was yeah, a really yeah, a genius. It's freaking the Russo brothers. They are working at a tick. That's just like, we're Man. going to make sure that it all works together. And so Thor still comes out of that looking like he was a large fella. You still in your brain like, Man, that dude is big. So it was a, I thought this, that was genius. And um, 
now, and this is the scene where Thor starts saying, I have to save the universe. Yeah. He now puts that on his shoulders. He's like, it's up to me to save the universe. He's not, he did not say the Avengers. So it's up to me to save the universe. It's on his shoulders. And I was like, that's a big step. That's a big step. Yeah. He didn't say, I need to go to Earth to get Tony. I need to go get, uh, you know, I got to go get uh, the Hulk. I got to get all my crew together. We all do this thing. He knows he is the only one that can do this. Yeah. So I thought that, and maybe part of it was vengeance saying, I want to be the one to kill him. I want to do what, this. Well, he told Thanos, didn't he? Uh, that he'd get him for that. He's like, you I know, told you I'd kill Oh, it's yeah. so good. But again, yeah. Thanos' comeback was even better. <laughs> I mean, yeah. as good as his his statement was, Thanos' comeback was even better and true. I'm like, yeah, yeah. why Why didn't you? That's a great, that's a great point. Why didn't yeah. you go for the head? But uh, um, I uh, what did you guys think about uh? Let's let's or go for or go for the elbow. Either one. <laughs> and the thing, what 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 did you guys cut think? the cut the gauntlet off? Yes. Boom. Uh, to um stick around Thor. That's a really good point, Johnny. I don't know why they didn't do that. That's a really really good point. <laughs> doesn't doesn't work for the movie, I guess. But you know what? I like the way you think. Nah. I'd have done that shit. <laughs> oh, cutting off, cutting off whose arm? What? Thanos's arm. You know, he goes, you should have, yeah, he should, he said, you should have gone for the head. I'm like, no, you should have gone for the elbow, man. Just he, cut his, cut his gauntlet off. But cut what, the arm off. what can, but can you, can you <laughs> sever uh, Thanos's arm? It'd be worth a try, wouldn't you think? I think the chest is safer. Thanos, I mean, as a Titan, I don't know if you could <laughs> sever, Thanos. I don't think you could sever Thanos's arm. And all he has to do is be able to snap. That's a problem. I, I kind of wanted to push this forward just a little bit, but um, yeah. yeah, getting yeah. back to Thor's mission, it seems to me like what Steve was saying that he you know he now now he says that he has to save the universe, but I get the impression, and I think this is important to the movie that he doesn't think that he can do it without having a, a you know Mjolnir. I think I'm saying that wrong. I'm sorry, but he has to go to yeah, a weapon. Yeah, his, his yeah, a yeah. weapon exactly, and yeah. he needs to go to yeah. what is it? Nita. I'm going to butcher these names. I apologize. Is, is it Nita Valier? Nita Valier that he has to I've go to. I've never had to Valier, say it yeah. out loud. Yeah, yeah. Right. Have to read it. Yeah. So it's yeah. like yeah. you know, I'm thinking that in this scene, Thor is very much of the opinion that he can't do this without going there and getting himself a new weapon. Yeah. And I think that's important yeah. to the yeah. story as we get you know as the payoff comes along. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I think the big thing is like. Um, whatever weapon maybe the Mjolnir or whatever the or this axe it's an extension of him not only him but his consciousness like exactly. he does when he thinks of something this thing does it so he doesn't even have to concentrate on any of the other stuff and i think he's so well, used to fighting that way that he needs that thing and right or wrong it's certainly going to make his job easier oh totally and i mean they didn't even show what the capabilities of what Thor can do with this thing. Ah, but they showed, but they showed a lot though, and it was they good. showed a lot. They but did. Oh boy! Like it gets to the point. Like real talk, at that battle in Wakanda, if it was just Thor, and Thor was where Thor is, not now, but will be, it would be a light work for him. Light work, by himself. Light work. Yeah. But he's not there yet. But boy, did we see a smell of it. We oh. saw a smell of what Thor, but getting to Thor. So um, staying with Thor, I know we're jumping around, but with Thor, how did you like his, um, his A, going to the planet and B, talking to 
Peter Dinklage and see Peter Dinklage's reveal. Uh, let me answer that real quick, just so I know where you're at, Steve. How much time you got? I'd say 30 minutes. You know, I, I wish I would have foreseen. I was like, I just thought, anyway. No, anyway. It's all good. I just yeah. want to keep you in the conversation yeah, yeah. as much as possible. Let's do it. Oh, for sure, yeah, man. man. I appreciate that, even though you guys are superstars by yourself. And people will be like, I didn't even know Steve left. That's weird. Anyway, go on. So do you want to push us into Scotland? Yeah, yeah, it's oh. You like, I know you like Scotland. <laughs> Let's do it. Dude. Dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you You need some something. tissues, buddy? Or what are you, what are you no, doing over there? I almost, I told Dan, and this is honestly, honest to God truth. I almost got up, ran out of the theater, and ran back in. <laughs> I literally almost got out of my seat, screamed like, oh, no, oh, no. Like, I was almost <laughs> about to leave because I was like, okay, they're they're fighting. They're having an issue. We're talking about Vision and the Scarlet Witch. Mm. Having an issue with, uh, <laughs> I forgot their names, uh, but the uh, henchman, uh, uh, Thanos' henchman. And yeah, Proxima and uh, Glaive. Uh, yes, and Corpus so they're Glaive. but they're doing their thing, and all the GG, all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> you see the shadows in in the distance. Oh my uh, God! A freaking the, captain. The, of the train moves. Oh, they look up. They sense oh something. Oh my God! And you see that silhouette. Oh and honestly, God. for a minute, I was like, "Who the fuck?" Me is too. That? I immediately was like, y'all done messed up. Y'all should have And then the music me. kicks in. Oh, it was so good. When she threw her javelin and he caught when it. When he caught it? Oh, man. When he caught it, dog. Bruh, I almost ran out screaming at the top of my lungs. Nothing. Okay, and this is a shame. Nothing topped that feeling for me. But that feeling is so <laughs> high because... He looked, when I saw him, I said, oh, this isn't Captain America. This is Steve Rogers. Yeah. All things are loose off him now. He doesn't work for anybody. So if he yeah. if he needs to kill you, guess what's going to happen? He's not a government agent anymore. Oh. <laughs> Maybe this is the unpopular like thing to say, but I kind of liked him better this way. I, I liked him, him as Steve way. Rogers bearded and like, you know, more gritty, ready to get down. He kind of didn't have the, he didn't have the Captain America persona. The you know how like there's that little remnant of the '40s in him still. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that was gone. You know, it what I was, mean? dude. It, mind you, he purposely does not have red, white, and blue. He has black. Yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> he don't work for anybody anymore. You don't run into the wrong cat tonight. This night, you don't run into the wrong cat tonight. I don't know what to tell you. G and then Black Widow. We forget. Here's the thing. Sometimes I accidentally forget how crazy dope Black Widow is. I accidentally forget until she puts somebody's foot in somebody's mouth. Every time. I'm like, oh, <laughs> almost forgot. She's a problem. She's deadly. Deadly to the oh, point man. when you have them run away, bruh. Yeah. You yeah, that's a chip out of there. And here's and I thought like my thing was wait I thought Vision was crazy dope, he is dope, but he's not. Yeah, he just wasn't there yet. And, and again, they're having to they're assuming that okay we have to follow the trajectory of this of this movie, not the comics. We have to follow the trajectory of 
the Avengers story arc, not what you yeah. know he's capable of. None of that. Exactly. Plus, he got injured right, right at jump. Right from jump. And they're outside. They're outside the chip shop. By the way, did you notice the poster in the chip shop? No. What was it? You got me. <laughs> It was a, it, it was, it's a, it's a bit of a, there's a joke over here that everything in Scotland is deep fried. They originated the deep fried Mars bar. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can get deep fried Mars bars in Scotland, right? A Mars bar in batter. Wow. That sounds like it would just stop your heart while you're chewing it. I would yeah, probably oh, eat it. Oh, I would oh, oh it, it will. <laughs> I will it, eat it. It, it will. I will eat it yesterday. Um, uh, I did there's see the sign, but I didn't here. know that the reference had any yeah. weight. Yeah, there's a, there's also a thing over here called a kebab, right? Which is a which is like a shawarma kind of like um, strips of lamb. You know, when it's on the big drum of lamb. Oh, sir, we have got the ke- we've got the kebab here. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a sign that says, "We will deep fry your kebab." <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. That is, if I would have known the reference, I would have cracked up. And I was literally, I noticed that and that started so laughing funny. and boom, it gets impaled. Which is, I mean, do we know what this spear is made out of? No, I, I, I remember from the, the Infinity comic that it can pretty much pierce any substance, any material. Oh, that's a problem. So vibranium that's came from space. it's gone straight through it. So is this vibranium? No. No, and did you... Well, uh, did, well I don't know. I don't, I'm not question, sure. Because... What we did see during the Wakanda fight is she tried to scrape across that shield and it wasn't budging. So she was like, oh, well, this is interesting. Because normally I'm sure it just scrapes right through. But she tried to cut it and it wouldn't break Wakanda's shield. So she's like, ah, the crap is this? I'm like, you messing with Shuri. Shuri ain't no shit falling for that madness. (laughs) No, no alien spears. (laughs) But I think, um, again, this scene, guys, it took me, if you ask me what happened in the next six minutes of the movie, I don't know. Because you were ba- you were running back from the parking lot, right? Pretty much. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I had my head up looking at people on either side of me, seeing if they're reacting, like smiling at them. And they're like looking at the movie. I'm like, come on, guys. Did we just see what happened right here? Captain America... He did not know their strength or weakness. All he knew was whatever their weakness is, I'm part of that weakness for sure. Come on, yeah, yeah. Dave. This dude it's is so dope. He <laughs> is so dope. You know, the- the- I, I love Cap. Uh, Cap's just, oh. I mean, I mean, I know you're pushed for time, Steve. So let's just skip to the other great Cap moment. Well, one of, one of several. One of but- many. What- All right, let's go to Wakanda. Oh. Let's go. Let's go to them opening the shield, right, to let the creatures oh, through. Then he runs ahead of everything. Him them and T'Challa. Come on. Just boom. Oh, it was so good. They everyone's start. running. Everyone's running, and then all of a sudden, those two oh, turn it on, man. Dude, they start to proper dig in, and off oh. they go, man. Neck and neck. Oh, I'm getting chills thinking about it now. It was look, and it looked like they were running hard. It wasn't fake. They were jamming. And I was like, oh, it was so good. Those are leaders. Those are leaders. They fought back to back. Oh. Like they'd been fighting together for their whole lives, oh, man. Dude. It, was, it was unbelievable. And, would, and T'Challa would, realized that too, because he even tells him, he's like, and somebody get this man a shield. He tells him. Oh, come on. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and he just oh, and and, then the dope part oh. is, another thing was, <laughs> when uh, Bruce Banner was like, um, Sherry asked her, he's like, well, why didn't you just do it this way? He's like, because we didn't think about it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm sure but, you did your best. <laughs> and and the, here's my thing. Here's the impossible thing that they did. They made you feel like, oh, no. They might, this might be the death. One of them might die here. I thought maybe someone dies here because there was just too many of them. I thought- yeah. Well, they almost did. They, oh, they totally almost did. And I here's the really dope part is they let Bruce Banner, the Hulk wasn't coming. Anyway, he was not trying to hear this madness. He has been, he has been so scared, scared. that he's never, he's yeah. not coming. He's never felt fear before. He's not no, coming he's back out. Beat. Yeah, yeah. And so he's fighting and they let Bruce Banner kill the kill the uh, troll. By him, there was no Hulk. It, but he goes, screw you, you big green asshole. I'm going to do it myself. It was so, I love it. It showed that, oh, Bruce Banner oh. is now a character. It's not just Hulk. Bruce Banner did it yeah. himself. No Hulk help. Because we all thought, let's be real, we all thought that he was going to bust out of that machine. Let's just be real. We all thought he was going to turn into Hulk. On that note, because I don't think I've ever seen this before, so correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the first time that we're getting like a dialogue between the Hulk and Bruce Banner? Totally. Because normally yeah. they're just two separate entities that are sharing the same body, correct? That's right. I thought well, that was great. Yeah, yeah. I like, because, you know, that, that reminded me when you said he was talking about you big green asshole. I don't recall him ever saying that before. And it yeah. seems like it took Thor Ragnarok right. and that personality shift with the Hulk to become yes. more relatable, maybe? Yeah, and at the same time with with Hulk telling Banner no. Yes, no. You know that he's not coming I'm out. I'm scared. I was. I felt yeah. fear. In my opinion, I think that's what it. Yeah, he yeah. felt because well, he's like a kid, isn't he? He's like a child. He's a kid. He has never. He's. We saw it in Ragnarok when when he's you know him and Thor are having their little bit and he's going oh well Hulk's like a raging yes. fire. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? It's good. There's that whole childish behavior. Yes, and and I think what what they're gonna show is I think I'm almost sure of it. It's going to show where Hulk does not now get beaten into I'm scared. Hulk is going to learn how to be beaten into angry. And when that Hulk yeah. gets discovered, Look where out. all Ooh. you do is keep on getting him madder and madder and madder, Thanos is going to have to do yeah. something else with Hulk. Because he's going to be like, yeah. well, no matter what I do, all he's getting is more and more mad, like raging Hulk. You're not. And mm. so when that turns around, which it will turn around, I believe. Oh yeah, when it's, it's not, coming. It's gonna. I would. It's going to be such a. But I love. Here's the thing. In my opinion, in Thor Ragnarok, is the equivalent of AI becoming sentient. The Hulk became a sentient being on that planet. He became a person. Well, he was Hulk for two years. Wasn't yes. He? Three, however long Straight. he was there, he didn't change back to Banner. Yep. And he started talking. He was just Hulk, Hulk, Hulk. Bingo. And now Banner can interact with him because he has a personality yeah. of his own. And Hulk is like, yeah. no, I'm chilling. I, I fought for two years. I fought every sort of being you can fight and killed them all. This dude took yeah. me out in three minutes. No, 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's actually great, too, because, you know, in Ragnarok, like Johnny's saying, and like the movie says, you know, he's been there for a few years now. Mm -hmm. He has been, go he's gone from being this monster everyone's afraid of that he's just destroying everything to now being worshipped as a hero. In the in the uh, in the Coliseum or whatever that is that you know where the um, exactly. the Grandmaster had his his games. Yes. So 
Yeah. You know, you'd mentioned, I've been thinking about this. You'd mentioned fear. And, and initially that was my first reaction was fear. He's afraid of Thanos and that's why he's not coming out. Do you think it's a combination of fear and respect? You know what I mean? Because he, he has now learned humility. He went for, he, he, he learned ego. He, he learned that he was like this massive hero and he like played it out that way. You know, the way he carried himself in his quarters when he was sharing the, the quarters with uh, Thor in Ragnarok. And yeah. now he's gotten his ass whipped. He's found someone that is more superior to him. Do you think it's not only fear, but it's like a respect thing? That's why he's not coming out. I think if by respect you mean I've met my match, yes. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Like he totally, understands yeah. that, that Thanos is a force to be reckoned with and that he can't just go out there and do his whole thing right away. Maybe in a weird way he's formulating a plan. I'm not ready to come out yet, but you know damn well yeah. he's going to be coming out in Avengers 4. Oh, but, but Banner doesn't, like no one knows, right? We have to understand that no one knows that Hulk gets stronger with mad and angry and angry and angry and angry. They don't know because look, Thor even, he stayed at one level. Every time he beat him up, he'd come back as Hulk. He never just kept on stronger and stronger yeah. and stronger. I think that's coming. That Hulk is coming. And he grows as well. Some, exactly. You know, he actually gets, gets physically larger. That know, is a scary beast. That would be a, really cool. And here's the thing. Isn't it a situation of if he gets large enough, strong enough, that he doesn't resort back to Banner ever? Like he can't. Well, that's what Banner was frightened of in Ragnarok, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's he true. He said, "If I if I change back, I might never, I might never be me again." That's true. And then he changed back, and Thanos beat him back into yeah. Banner. Oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah, that's a beating, bro. When it changes your personality, that's your, that's a beating <laughs> you don't want. <laughs> when, you, when you when you beat me into wearing tuxedos and going to work in like tuxes, I'd be like, man, Steve, he must have got his tail whooped. That dude doesn't even talk the same. Yeah. It's like getting a severe head injury and being able to speak fluent German <laughs> exactly, or something. Exactly. He speaks Where the fuck French did that now. come from? <laughs> <laughs> No, no offense to anybody that that's happened exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. No, not exactly. <laughs> For that one person that would be like, hey, that happened to yeah. me. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. See, normally this is where I would go off on a tangent about how that shit really happens, but I'm not going to. But now I'm thinking about it. I had to, I had to force myself back into the conversation. <laughs> now, how did you guys... Here's another thing. I, I, I wish they would have done it differently. Mind you, the Rooster Brothers are geniuses. How did you like um, the fight between... What's her name again? Proxima Midnight? Yes. How did you like her death? <laughs> well, getting splattered by the big gardening wheel yeah, thing. Yeah, I think I would have liked it more. Big the, giant rototiller. I would have wanted. <laughs> yeah, him, that's it. I would have liked Black Widow and Okoye to kill her. I think that they did kind of go out on it quickly, but I think you know, as much as I'm sure the, the Russo brothers thought about it, they had to condense this movie. They had to. Yeah, and yeah. that was just one of the things where it's like, well, you know what? People aren't going to care quite as much about Proxima Midnight's death as they will about, you know, the other 900 deaths that are about to happen right now. So I, I think oh. that I really think that that was just a time thing. And I also think, though, it was it, it, it was another step in the in the uh, Scarlet Witch's story, because we we've been seeing her get more and more powerful, particularly even within this film. She's discovering just quite how much stuff she can do. Yes, and, uh, which is a lot, uh, I, I, and it, it, that was that was that beat. You know, it's like boom. She just picked all those things up and and destroyed them. 
And Okoye is like, what's she been doing up there all this time? Exactly. Ex- and so and, then, so then yeah, we see her come in and rescue and save their lives and, and, and take out Proxima. Yes. Which Tal- then leads on to her confrontation with, I mean, that amazing scene when when she's trying to destroy the, the gem in Vision's head. Which and at the same deep. time, having to fend Thanos off while she's crying her eyes out because she's killing the guy that she loves. And she's trying to stop. Uh, that was just an amazing, amazing. But I think I think her taking Proxima out was literally a step on the path to that moment. That's the way I, I read it. I And, I, you know, I think here's the hard thing about like Scarlet Witch, in my opinion, um, as soon as they I mean, because in a normal story, if you read this story. They find out Thanos gets the jewel. Life is over as we know it. Scarlet Witch or someone kills Vision. It's not a... Now it's just literally within... They're going to be talking and saying how much they're going to miss each other and how it has to be Mm. done. He's dead because they're not going to roll those dice. They're like, we're sorry, but the universe is more important. I hate that they waited to the end to be like, hey, dude, I mean, come on. we Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. This should have been done a million days ago. Or at least two (laughs) days ago. This should have... He should have been dead two days ago. But then again, here's the thing. Yeah, we but Cap all, said no. Yeah, we all know. But but I, but Cap doesn't. He's not even the he. Well, he is the the titular leader technically. But I think if 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 even Cap, Steve Rogers is gonna say no to something like that. Everyone else should have been like, "We're killing him." I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. We have to do <laughs> this because it's the you. It's literally our planet or him, and he's down for it. I think the better yeah. argument against it that made me say, okay, I'll buy this, is A, on the planet, on that other planet, Doctor Strange said there's only one way this can go. Yeah. There's only one. So she, he had to get it. He, this all had to happen this exact way Yeah. for this to happen. Because in whatever happened, apparently in whatever vision Doctor Strange saw, Tony Stark is there. And apparently... Um, whatever vision, Tony Stark is there and everyone else is gone. However he saw it, this all happened. So he's like, okay, this is, because if Doctor Strange doesn't give him that, the time stone, now he can't reverse time. But he gave it to him. So technically Scarlet Witch did exactly the thing a little bit too close to the end, but regardless, she did the thing. It just didn't matter. Yeah. It just did not matter. You know what I'm saying? You and I had kind of had a little text conversation about this here, and I think that you're right. It really didn't matter what happened. A lot of people are pissed off at Peter Quill because of the temper tantrum that he threw. I know we're jumping, but on Titan, you know, yeah, they're trying yeah. to get the glove off of, of Thanos. Yeah, yeah. And they're very, they're yeah. almost successful. And then, of course, you know, Star Lord loses it when he finds out that he got that he killed Gamora. So yeah, yeah. everyone's mad at Star Lord, thinking that he's the reason that all of these people died. But I think you're 100% right, Steve. It had to go down this way. And, and, right. and Stephen Strange knew it. But yeah, here's, the, here's, the, here's, the, here's a twist on that one that I actually, you know, when staring into the stars, I thought of. No, but honestly, I was thinking on, on the way to work, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, there's only one way that could go. But if Quill hadn't done that, there was a, that would have been the way that they win. If Quill hadn't hit him, reality changes then. 
The only reason that it was that way is because Quill is dumb enough to hit him. See, and I'm with you on that. But it happened after Doctor Strange was having his 14 million possibilities exactly. work its way out. So he totally. already knew. He already knew what would happen. Be because he's dumb, because Quill was always going to do that. But if he wasn't dumb enough to do that, reality changes. Quill still is stupid in this scenario. The only reason Dr. Strange is like, oh, this is the only way it can happen because Quill's an idiot and he's going to do this thing. That's why. He should, any other, and the thing is, I get it. The, uh, you know, Quill is going to do Quill. You know what I'm saying? Quill is going to do what Quill does and he did that thing and he let his, 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 he was, he was an unfortunate tool to get the story forward. That's just the reality. Because, I mean, from what Quill has done, he's never done things like that just mind-numbingly dumb. And he did. But I don't think the stakes were ever that high for him either. True. No. Uh, I mean, for me, uh, I, I, un- I can understand. I don't agree with what he did, but I can understand why he did it. Because, you know, he lost his mom. Totally. He's, he's not had love. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been looking for love. He was looking for love for um, um in all the wrong boy. places. Yeah, yeah. No, you know the um, <laughs> see what I did I see there, boys. There. Thank, see, you. See. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. For, you know, he wanted he wanted love for Mary Poppins, didn't he? Yes, he did. And um, you know, he, he's been searching for that in a way, and that's why True. he comes off as being so flip and so kind of, you know, like he doesn't really care, and to but, really finally truly admit that he loves somebody after all that time, you know, and that gradual thing I mentioned before of them getting to that point and then, and then it's taken all, all taken away from him. And, um, man, I can totally understand him losing his shit. I told now the only thing that I didn't like was in that moment, like when you're getting really mad and someone is doing something, when, when, uh, the person in front of you is literally doing the act of fixing things. That's not when you act on that. You're literally going to be like, man, when these gloves get taken off, I'm going to hurt you. Yeah, but he's not thinking Spider-Man rationally, is literally though, is being like, I'm pulling, I'm pulling, I almost yeah. have it off. And Quill's in a different conversation. That's not the conversation, that, that's not the time that you'd have it. You'd be like, when this glove gets taken off, I'm going to hurt you. But, but you have to do that in order for the story to go forward. He, ha- he can't yeah. take off that glove because game, game, set, match. Then be like, well, shoot. Now you guys yep. got to fight and Thanos would still kill Quill. It wouldn't, I mean, he'd just end up killing him. So him being restrained keeps Quill alive and everything else. Go- now, that scene is a scene I thought Stark was dead. I think everyone did. Because when he Marvel makes that, knows when he how makes to do that blade, oh, he makes that blade and he goes for it and he just snaps it off and runs him through. It's like, yep. oh. Yep. That was a game. I was like, oh, this. But the thing is, I think Marvel put out those fishing lines to make you think Stark was dying. I don't know how. Absolutely. It worked for me. We had been talking about character, major yeah. characters dying for, what, yeah. two years? So yeah. I figured, okay, it's this is his time. Totally. I thought he was and dead. And they suckered us in. No problem. And we talked about Cap as well, didn't we, Steve? On the yes. show we did. We, we talked, oh, yes, Cap. Cap Cap every day, all day long, it's Cap. And they did it. They they knew that's what we were thinking. They knew it without a shadow of a doubt. Be like, let's, and then they put out that stupid commercial where Thanos is pushing down on Cap, and you're like, oh, no, this is when it happens. Nope. Yeah. Didn't happen. Yep. Did this is the happen. genius. 
This it's, is the genius of this whole film, and it's what struck me, and I think a lot of people at the end, is you realise the film has been a, at least two steps ahead of you the whole oh, time. It, How many yeah. films do you go and see, and you go, oh, yeah, I can see what's going to happen here, right? Yes. We've seen those stories over and over again. How rare is it for a film to just every step of the way make you think, whoa, hang on. And uh, th they've been playing us, man. It Holy just felt like that. They've just totally, you got me. I know, I know that at the end, all those characters, they're going to come back. We all know yeah. that. But emotionally in that moment, at that point in the film, man, I, I, I was bereft. Well, the more I'm a, it's, it's, it's. Terrible. I know they always come back, but emotionally they got me to that point. They were so successful. Oh my God. He said, I don't want to go. Mr. Stark. He improvised it, apparently. He improvised his lines. Yeah, I just yeah, read yeah. that this he, morning, actually. That was Tom Holland, man. That was all For him. For him to say Mr. Stark, bruh. Yeah. Oh, it broke. My, and the thing is, here's the thing. Let me tell you why the further I get away from this film, the sadder I get. Because here's what will for sure be the truth. Okay, fine. Hey, well, they're all going to come back. But they will not be who they were. You just... Once you die or you face mortality, you're coming back to this earth different. All of the Avengers are no longer who they were. So those characters are dead. Who you knew are dead. They're gone. They're going to be a little totally darker next bruh. time. Oh, People God, think, no. oh, they're just going to bring them back. No, they won't. They're going to come <laughs> back and they're not going to be who they were. If you face disintegration and, and, and mortality, you can't come back the same. You can't. But I can't believe they're going to bring them all back as dark characters. I mean, why would at this point Marvel decide to become DC? Oh, no, they're not going to be evil. <laughs> they're just, yeah, they're not going to be evil. They are going to be different. They're going to be, they're going to have to reckon with, oh my God, what just happened? Oh, Reckoning yeah. with your mortality. The only person that might be normal is Doctor Strange because he saw it. He but saw what he's going to be going through. No one else did. But it depends how they bring them back, though. If I mean, if if they go back in time, then none of that will have ever happened. They wouldn't. They wouldn't know. Well, no spoilers, but uh, they showed uh, recently. They have a picture of Wolverine in full Wolverine regal, like regal the whole shabagle on the set. Now no we know way. that it was filmed. Wait, are we talking? Are yes. we talking Hugh Jackson? No. Oh shit! Get out. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Come on, man. Really? Put a pause. We got to do a fact check man. on this. Because that's, 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 that's taking us down a whole oh, other road. That's, that's a game changer. Yep. Major news. Hugh Jackman on set of Avengers 4 reshoots. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's not an accident. Don't think Marvel got... Here's the thing. Don't think someone snuck on set and got a random picture. That is just not how Mark. I now no longer believe that things that are released are accidents. I don't believe it. Well, well, there was that shot in the trailer for this with everybody charging towards the camera in Wakanda, True. with with the Hulk in there. What a great ruse. It was a great image, but one in the film. Exactly. <laughs> now, so they might have Hugh Jackman in Wolverine outfit just to throw everyone off. But oh, it would be good—a good way to mesh the X Men with the Avengers. Oh my God, Bru I would not be surprised if. Like the only way they, because if for me there's only two possibilities. Well, there's a million, but in my head the two possibilities are: a 
um, they go back in time and they change things. That's one. But B, I think that, or two, I think that possibly Stark has something to do with bringing them back, which is why Tony knew you have to live in order for this to work. That Stark somehow, I mean, maybe Stark and Shuri get together and say, look, we're the ones that are going to have to fix this. How do we bring them back? What did Shuri get out of that, uh, out of that, um, that thing in Vision's head? What did she get? Yeah. What information did Shuri get from that? Who knows? She got something. We know that she wasn't complete doing whatever she was doing, but what did she get? That's a very good point. This woman got something from that jewel. Oh, yeah. And so that's the... Now, what do you... uh, Going around the table, um, uh, Dan, how do they come back? And are they normal? And if not, how do you think they won't be? Why? You know, I'm not really sure, man, but I keep coming back to the time stone. And probably that's probably like the most simple solution is the time stone. I don't know though. I've sitting here. I've I've been sitting here thinking about this for the last couple of weeks, and I I really don't know how they're going to come back. The whole dark thing really didn't occur to me until you brought it up, but it's a very good point. Why yes. would they be the same coming back all happy and ready to go? So I honestly I don't know if I'm like not thinking about it intentionally because I want to yeah. be surprised, even though I will be surprised <laughs> yeah, no matter what happens. But I'm still processing the movie so much that I haven't even gotten there yet. You know what I mean? I, I really don't know, to be honest. To, to be to be quite honest with you, Steve, I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen. But to me, it just seems like the the obvious answer. The hard thing the is the time stone. zone's gone. Right now, I'm not like fully versed on Captain Marvel, but I feel like Captain Marvel is going to be a big part of this too because if she's if she's in the 90s, and Nick Fury calls her from you know from present time, she's got to get here. There's got to be the concept of time travel there. And I know that she's been she's been spending all her time, from what I understand, like a lot of it's in the quantum realm. Yeah, so I don't know if the quantum realm is going to have yeah, something to do with seems, that. Because I think she's in the now. I think Ant-Man. she's in the now. Yeah. Yeah, Ant Man. Yeah, and there's maybe there's a reason that Ant Man wasn't in this movie either. Because yeah. I thought that he should have been, but it makes sense. The quantum there's, yeah. there's the quantum realm in Ant Man, right? Right. So maybe that's mm-hmm. now, Bucks. What do you think? Do they? How do they come back? Do they come back? If they come back, how are they different? What happens in your opinion? 100% they're coming back. Okay. 100% what's happened, I'm, I'm convinced that there's going to be some way of them sidestepping what's just happened. Okay. I'm not sure how. I don't know whether it's going to be a time thing or a quantum level, but I think the whole, I think the quantum thing is going to have something to do with it because Ant-Man wasn't in the film. And in the Ant Man movie, we went into that realm when he shrunk and shrunk and shrunk true, and shrunk and shrunk. True, true. Where time doesn't matter. You know, Henry Pym said that. He actually said that in the film, didn't he? Something words to that effect. Where the time and space, nothing else matters. It is this is quantum level. That's a secret passage, a secret door. You know what I mean? That's that's a way that they can do something. Oh yeah, Thanos, and he could take you know people I mean? with him. Yeah, he could they, take they, people they, with they him. Could go, they could go anywhere, anytime, any That's place. That's true. That's true. That's Theor- a good point. Theoretic- theoretically. Yeah, that is a totally good point. Now, we haven't seen them. That's the next movie coming up, right? Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, which is odd timing. Odd timing. But is it odd, though? I think it's genius. Uh, I think it's set before what happens yes it's after but civil war is yeah. there gonna is there gonna be a post-credit scene in that which then 
makes a connection. Ties it all together. Right? If, okay, if then we've got a, Captain, oh, then we've got yeah. Captain Marvel coming out, which is set yes, in the nineties, yep. right? Yep. So we're going to get the whole backstory in the setup there. Yes. We're going to find out why the hell we haven't heard about her yet. Why she's not an Avenger she already. Been? Yes. Yes. Right. Because yeah. it makes sense that she'd be on the team straight away, right? She's been around for 20, 30 years. So, God, it's scary thinking of the 90s is that long ago. Isn't that anyway. weird? And the, <laughs> here's the, I, th- I think the one thing we, 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 uh, that I didn't, that was shocking to me was Kevin Feige came out and said that she's going to be the most powerful person in the universe. Right. But how if you have Thor in that universe? It's not close. Sometimes you just okay. have to accept but, it. But he's thought- <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, <laughs> the thing is there's, there's a difference between superheroes and gods. Exactly. Maybe that's what he meant, like a human. Yeah, you know I mean? may- that's what I'm assuming because, or maybe, yeah, yeah. he might have just been talking off the cuff, but I'm like, uh, I don't know if you knew that you had a god on hand, but he is probably, well, he's definitely, it's not, cl- it's not even fairly close. You know no. what I'm saying? Which makes it even a bigger deal that Steve Rogers is the leader. That shows how much of a leader he is. The fact that he's able to lead a God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, yeah, I think, um, cause I, um, going back to what you were saying, Dan, I believe that they're calling her from the now. Na- I don't think they're doing a retroactive call. Are they, they're calling her in the now. That's how I took it. Yeah. I thought, I know that the movie's based in the nineties, but I think she's around at this time. Yeah. And they're calling her, and then they're going to explain why she hasn't been involved. Exactly, yeah. yeah. My assumption would be, like, at the end of Captain Marvel, she gives Nick Fury this pager, or whatever you want to call, call it, and says, yeah. you know, yeah. when yeah. you need totally. me, that's what yeah. this is for. But she she still goes with time, though. She doesn't stay in the 90s. Right. She goes with time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But so, chances, are, chances are she's going to be the same age, right? Yep. Yeah, she doesn't age. Or she ages so, like Thor. <laughs> yeah, like maybe. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, not. I like don't know. That level, but yeah. There's, there's still too much we don't know at this point, really. Isn't it a great place to be? Isn't it exciting, man? I love it. If, to not know. If they do, if they do the thing where at the end of Ant Man in the closing credits, they're like, "We won, great," and they both dissolve. Oh my god. Do you understand how crazy I'm gonna go? <laughs> oh, that, oh, would, that be would be pretty crazy sick. if they did that, or if they go into the quantum. Uh, and then they come out and everyone's like half the world's gone. Then yeah, I'll be yeah. like, oh, that's why they missed it. Because they were yeah. in a different realm. They come back yeah, half exactly. the people are gone. Yeah. That would be freaking amazing. Because think about who's left, right, at the end. Mm-hmm. Who have we who have we got? We've got Captain America, we've got yep. I we've got Thor, we've got Iron Man. We've got all the original. But Avengers. who isn't there? Ant Man and the Wasp, right? That's true. So we're gonna end up with the with the original Avengers. And and technically the wasp and Ant Man, one of them could disintegrate. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do it to Ant Man. I would not be surprised in the least if they're just like Ant Man goes. Because they, I mean, okay. good grief, they got rid of. I mean, so let's see, they got rid of Bucky, T'Challa, um, Spider Man, oh, which is oh, the Spider Man next... thing. Like that's their benchmark. That is Marvel's. That's their guy. He's their is, biggest character. Hands down. God, I mean, he is the like DC has Superman, Marvel yeah. has Spider Man. Yeah, absolutely. That's the yeah. Those are the benchmarks. Or do you think DC has Batman? They're probably on an equal level. I'd okay. say if you okay. if you were to show somebody that their symbol 
and said, you know, whose symbol is that? I think the equal amount of people around the world would be able to say Batman or Superman. That's true. But so th- all yeah. those people would also say Spider-Man. That's t- Oh, no question. And the fact that they said, not only is this kid going, he goes in the longest way. He's fighting it. Yeah. He's understanding something is not right here and he's fighting it. And he, yeah. which is what I took that why it took so long is because he understands yeah. something's wrong and he's fighting it. He saw Quill go. He's got that strength. He's got he's got that Spidey strength. Do you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. He's fighting it. A lot a, a lot of Spidey is about his willpower as well, isn't it? And about yes. how strong that is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oh, that, that, that's how he got himself out from under all that rubble in in Homecoming. Oh, that you know was what I mean? It was his determination. It's that yes. classic that classic panel from from that issue where he's he's getting crushed and he he lifts that stuff. You know, a lot of Spider Man is about his mindset. Totally, and I and I and, and he's like, "Hang on, no, I've got to fight it," and and yes. he can't, and he says, "I'm sorry." Oh God, it was so hard. And the thing is, he's like, "I am scared. I don't want to go." Yeah, like a six, like a fifteen-year-old. Yeah, kid like a would. Fi- he turned into a fifteen-year-old looking oh. up to this father figure he has. Yeah, saying, yeah. You're supposed to save me right now, right? This is how yeah, yeah. we I'm win. We always win, right? I'm an Avenger. We win. And it, the dope thing was, though, how Doctor Strange was like, hey, there is only one way. And he just yeah. drifts. He just yeah. goes because he's like, oh, no, don't trip. I knew I was going even. Don't trip. <laughs> Life is fine. He goes, we're in the end game now, doesn't he? Oh, dude. What does Man. that mean? What? Exactly. What does that mean, dude? Yeah, yeah. We're in the end game now. What? Yeah. That means, okay, that means that all this the fight, Athanos winning, wasn't even the end. He's like, oh, now we're in the end game. I think that comment was put in there as, like, for perfect callback yep. in Avengers 4. We're going to find oh, out what end game is. The more I talk about the movie, Jay, the more I talk about this movie, man. They did so many things that I'm just like, well, now, well, that's not going to happen. Never mind. Oh, well, no, never mind. That's not going to happen. But this we it, all know everyone needs. I think I'm braced where like, they're like, Oh, they're coming back. I'm braced for who we get back. I'm braced for it. Mm. Cause I think this is a new rebuilding. This new phase is going to be them finding themselves again, who they were before this. And I've heard some, I heard a, a theory saying they're all are in that soul place within the soul stone. Yeah. They're saying all of them may be there. I got to hear your yes. thoughts on this one, man. And we kind of did skip this part. It's actually a major wow. part of the movie. Wow. The relationship and what transpires between Gamora and Thanos oh, on man. Vormir. Because they go there specifically to acquire the yeah. Soul Stone. And they're greeted by oh, somebody man. that I think is the perfect time to oh, talk about. that was so amazing. So we get back Red Skull, oh, which is yeah, fucking amazing. Man. And we find out what he's been doing for the last who knows how many years. He's been there yes. for a lifetime. Thanos finds out what exactly needs to be done for him to acquire the power of the stone. It socked me in the freaking gut. I was not expecting no, to see that. Nobody you was. see this, this ominous figure, you know, floating in the in the darkness and he comes up and it's freaking Red Skull. And it's not even played by, uh, oh shit, I just forgot his Hugo name. Hugo Weaving. Thank you. So it was the uh, guy from Walking Dead, right? Ross. Marquand. Oh, shit. I'm doing terrible. Ross yeah, Marquand. Yeah. Thank you very much. He did a he great does. job. Like an amazing job at this. And they were doing some interviews with him. And he was saying, yeah, well, I, you know, I'm, 
basically just watched and studied that character and then thought about what that amount of time would yeah. do to him. So he, you know, he clearly wasn't the Red Skull that we left. He didn't have the German accent, mm. but he had like a very faint accent. He did still didn't sound have like the swag. Oh, he really did. Definitely and, didn't have the swag. So here's the question. Is Red Skull coming back? Yeah. He's got to, right? Well, he's got no, he's, there's nothing keeping him there anymore. They have breathed new life into this character. Yeah. He's, they've got a whole other person to play him that wants to play him. This is going to well, be amazing. I'm, and also, yeah. I think if you're, if they, let's just say hypothetically, uh, he's there still. If they have to bring all the Avengers back from there, they have to create some side of hole to, some sort of hole to get out. If he gets out with them, now he's back. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. that's going to be the way. He, he's going to have to like hitch a ride, which he will. To get back. <laughs> yeah. He will definitely. Who wouldn't? Oh, he's a crafty son of a gun, oh, that Red Skull. Who, and the, again, he's changed too. He won't be the same Red Skull. Yeah. He's already not the no. same guy. That other guy was. He had that swag about him. Everything was taken out of this Red Skull. Everything. He has been mm. stripped away by life itself. It's over. But now when he gets back there, he's finding himself, in my opinion, I don't think if they come out of this, if that's where they are, you don't come from that place. And I don't, I think Gamora's dead. Gamora's gone. I don't think she's coming back. I think she's, it's over for her because she wasn't disintegrated. She, she's dead there. They, he killed her there. Just like Loki. Yeah, Loki's gone. Yeah. I was going to ask you guys, do you think that everyone that died pre Thanos clicking his fingers is now yes. dead. Yes. Yeah, I think I think I, so. It also makes me think that the Guardians, the next Guardians movie is going to be in the past. That way they can keep Gamora in it. What was Stallone's team? I, I don't know about that far, but I'm thinking, <laughs> is there any continuation right there? Because when the Guardians defeated Ego, we were already talking that there must be a two-year time jump in there, right? To get from, from there to Infinity War. So right. I'm thinking that it's going to be within that amount of time that they have the next movie so they can keep Gamora in it. I, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, okay. I, she might be... Although she might be busy doing Avatar for the next twelve years. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't get yeah. me. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I got to get out of here. I love y'all, people. All you listeners, continue listening to these awesome people talking about this amazing movie. I love you guys. I'm off to do this amazing event, and uh, <laughs> oh, Dan might be sp- um, singing background for me, which is a good thing. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, I gotta go so too. Bye, guys. Podcast. Meet me there when you're tuxedo, and uh, uh, I'll give you all the words and stuff. Okay. You got it, brother. All right. Love you guys. Peace out. All Have right. a good performance, man. Love you too, brother. See you, Steve. Well, good. Now that that prick's gone, let's get back to what we were saying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So we can finish this up ourselves, John, because that's the kind of guys we are. Okay. It's me and Bucks now, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? Because I know I am. First time ever, man. Just me and you. I know. I kind of like that. This is cool. This is a first time dynamic, man. So let's do this right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm taking over the lead now. I'm going to be in the driver's seat. And I want to talk a little bit, maybe a lot, who knows, because I think it's super important, about the relationship between Gamora and Thanos. Because tears, Johnny, tears were streaming down his face. Oh, and so beautifully um, rendered as well. Beautifully rendered tears. I think this might be, I was really hoping Steve was going to be here for this. Mm. And I don't know, I'm actually very curious what, what you're going to say here. You're a Star Wars fan, yes? Yeah, oh yeah. So I'm asking you to put down 40 years of loyalty to, to hear me out on this one. Okay. Within cinema, has Thanos now become the greatest villain? Oh man, that's a big question. 
It is a big question, and that's why I'm asking it. Um, I'm going to have to see part two before I can make a definitive right? ruling on that. But he's in the running, man. I mean, certainly from... Yeah, it's probably made the biggest impression impression on me since the Joker in the Dark Knight, probably as a as a as a villain goes. The thing I was most worried about going into this film was Thanos, but I was really worried about him uh, and how the character would be portrayed and how and particularly how it would look because you know in some of the early release trailers, you know didn't look so great the the you know the the cg but i'm very much let's aware. face it he looked terrible he looked terrible in but, the stingers. but obviously did. they're working on that stuff right up to you know the minute before the film's released to make sure that it's the most cutting edge sort of technology so i was very much i think i commented on that back back when the trailer came out a few few of my friends were like oh no it's shit but i was like you know give them time to to get it finished and boy did they i mean and it enabled us to see what a great performance Josh Brolin put in as the character and also how brilliantly the writers had, had created depth to the character. You know, we've spoken about it already that it's hard to justify genocide, but he got about as close to to giving a reason, at least in his own mind, why he he's doing what he's doing. And that, my friend, is exactly why I'm thinking that he might be a stronger character than Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah, because there's that shades of grey. Right. I think it's hard to compare because of, uh, you know, we, you know, we're going back 40 years now. Do you know what I mean? And it's kind of, it's, the world has changed. And our perception of good and bad has kind of broadened and deepened, I think. We live in a crazy world right now, okay? Things in the last couple of years have, have, have spiraled out into places that none of us could have imagined. You know, I've, I've pretty much stopped watching the news because nothing makes sense anymore. <laughs> you know, I can't make head or tail things anymore. It's, nothing adds up. I feel like I've slipped into some kind of weird alternate dimension as it is, where, you know, it's like Back to the Future 2's become real. How did that happen? We have Biff as a president. Right <laughs> yeah. <now. laughs> You know, it's, uh, but it's, it's, you know, it's the whole Brexit thing over here. It's like, what? what? We did what? How? It's just crazy. So it, I, I, th I think our perception of, and, you know, I mean, there, there's this 9-11 thing as well. I mean, you know. You can't help but think about it, right? It just right? looked like that footage, right? It, it, yeah, I was thinking the same know, thing, man. I was wondering, should I even say something about that and make it, bring it yeah, down? Yeah, I yes, mean, I don't want to, you know, obviously you know, particularly on your side of the pond, it's, it, but for everybody in the world, it, it's such a a huge moment. And, and we're seeing it echoed in cinema all the time now, since. I mean, pretty much every rock movie, he's playing a character that is saving people from disasters. Why do these things always happen in New York? You ever wonder that? <laughs> like New York's, New York's had enough problems, yeah, don't you yeah. think? Can't we just move this to someplace yeah, else? Yeah, but it's, 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 it's strange how that, that keeps echoing and it keeps appearing in these movies you know that and and it um so i i think our, our whole perception of what good and evil is has deepened and broadened and become less clear back when it was vader you know it was literally black and white you know the guys you know, it goes back to the cowboy movies you know the black hat guy and the white hat guy and you know it's really been that it was that simple for quite a long time but I mean, they even called it the dark side. Exactly. 
So it, it, things have become a lot more complex. The way we conceive storytelling, certainly visually in cinema and in TV, in TV particularly, I think we've really seen it, um, with things like The Sopranos and stuff like that, which really kind of started to re-educate the way we perceive a villain. You know, because we all love Tony Soprano. The guy's a complete head case. He's yeah. a really bad guy. But you couldn't help but empathise with him. And this and it, and this has become, certainly from my perspective, maybe I don't read enough books, I don't know, but <laughs> but it certainly seems to be that the complexities from literature are now much more mainstream in, in cinema and TV. And I think this is what we're seeing now in something like a, I mean, if you look at Thanos in, in the, in the Marvel comics, he's just a big, powerful bad guy. And he just worships lady death. And, and he's just trying to appeal, you know, to appeal to her. And, and it, it's just like a big, crazy, wacky cartoon bad guy to, to, a, you know, to a certain degree. But as, as with all the comic characters, they've grown and they've developed and they've matured. The comics have grown particularly in the last kind of couple of generations, it's like the comics have grown up as I've grown up. You know, we've gone from, you know, four-colour, biff-bam-pow stuff into Preacher and Watchmen and The Dark Knight and all this kind of stuff. You know, Watchmen and The Dark Knight kicked in when I was a teenager. So as I was growing up, so were comic books. And, and, yeah. and they became more, you know they grew and they developed and they become a lot deeper. And I think we've seen that happen in the films as well. You know, it's not as black and white as it was. And now we've got a character like Thanos, which is, which is, I, I, I think it's his movie as much as all, as much as all the other stuff that's going on and how incredibly good all that is as well. I, for me, certainly after watching it a second time, I came away thinking this 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 is Thanos's film. This is his story. I mean, it says at the end, right? Thanos will return. It doesn't say the Avengers will return. Thanos will return. Like, it didn't says, say anything about yeah, the others. Exactly. I mean, half of them are gone, but but even so, it's um it, it it was really about him and getting back to the 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 whole thread with him and and Gamora. I mean, right towards the front end of the film where we get that initial flashback to the past. When he's on her home world, and they're and they're and they're slaughtering half the population, and he he he, you see this, you know that he he kind of sees this young girl, and for whatever reason, he feels like he needs to protect her from what what he's doing. Yeah, I found that interesting, and I'm glad that we're here because that's something that I wanted to bring up. Thanos's whole philosophy is that he's going to be, you know, non-selective. Yeah. He's not going to discriminate. Yeah. You know, he wants to wipe out half half of the population, yeah. and it doesn't matter who they are. Yet he takes a shine to young Gamora, yeah. you know. And I thought that was such a nice touch in the movie too, when they're showing, you know, he's he's got her. And he's like, "Come here, little one," and he's showing her yeah, that yeah, knife yeah. that he has. He's talking about yeah. balance. But in the background, you can hear uh, uh, Ebony Maw, yeah, yeah. you know, doing his whole thing about be joyous yeah, yeah. and choose yeah, a side, yeah. and you know. And when they finally do that whole execution mm. scene, you know, you see Gamora try to look over that way, but he's like, yeah. no, look at yeah, this knife. Like, uh, uh, and he, like, he, he moves her cheek back. Yeah, yeah. 
it was amazing, amazing how they did it. It was such a such a a, a sweet yeah. moment in something that was going on that was just yeah. horrible. And I think that the way that the Russo brothers, or maybe not just the writers of the movie, not just the Russo brothers, but the whole you know storyline, it makes a huge difference to how Thanos is in this movie. You know that yeah. how relatable he is in this movie. That's what I was getting about oh. about like a comparison between like Darth Vader and yeah. Thanos is that you start off with Vader. He's just like you said, it's black mm. and white. He is mm. the villain. He's got this. It's dark side, you yeah. know. But with Thanos, again, we sort of understand where he's coming from, mm. and we see, we literally see the physical pain that it's causing him when he sacrifices. Oh, the moment where he's where he's dragging her towards the edge of the cliff, and oh there's, my there's God. a moment where he kind of turns his face away and scrunches it up in pain, and it it's killing yes. him to do it. Uh, and, it really and, was touching. I mean. You know, there's shots of his face, and and you can look into his eyes and see the the conflict, and for them to be able to achieve that on a on a on a CGI face was was extraordinary. I've no, I don't think I've ever really seen anything quite on that level. I mean, probably Gollum, which I think was way ahead of the curve. I I don't think I think this is probably the best CG kind of facial acting that we've seen i mean I, I missed the last planet of the apes apparently you know there's stuff in that that's really incredible too and i need to need to get on that but for me for my own personal viewing um yeah i thought it was extraordinary the the emotion that they conveyed and 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 the yeah man just blew me away I wish Steve was here for this part i know that you follow our conversations pretty well so you know that steve's not the most uh He's not the biggest fan of like the yeah, dots yeah, for CGI, yeah. particularly with Andy Serkis, yeah, motion yeah. cap. Thank you. I, he calls them the dots and I've just called it that. But yeah, the <laughs> yeah. mocap. I really think Josh Brolin did a far better job. I don't know if that has to do so much with Josh Brolin's performance, which I think it probably does, or if that the advancement in technology. But yes, he is definitely, this is definitely the best mocap that yeah. I've seen in all of cinema so far. And I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say this right now. I may change my opinion when Avengers 4 comes out. Yeah. But per our conversation, I do think that we have just experienced the best villain in cinema. And that would be Thanos right now. So relatable. You understand where he's coming from. You feel the emotion where you just don't get that with Darth Vader. If we're comparing those two as the top. You know what I mean? I, I just, I just sort of assumed that 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 was your top, but you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, certainly, yeah. Most significant for me, yeah. But there is, there is that moment, obviously, at the end of Jedi when you do get a bit of that. You know, you do get a bit of that. That's true. That is true. And, Even when, yes, you know what? That's a really good point. When he's just turning his head back and forth when Luke's yeah, yeah. Tortured. And then eventually, when when he, you know, he takes the the mask off and he and he and he looks upon him with his own eyes. And you know all that bit, and, <laughs> and man, that's a huge emotional punch because because yeah, he has you, been you got me there. he has been so clearly the bad guy, and then you see this conflict within him develop, which Luke predicted and believed in, and then finally you get that reveal at the end. But it, and the fact that it's his dying breath, do you know what I mean? That yes he, he he there is good in him and he's admitted it and now he's dead do you know what i mean it was it was really really yeah. it really does hit you hard um but yeah for the majority of those films then you don't see that and i'm not even going to discuss the prequels yeah thank you 
Well, that's the thing. I think that had they been successful, they could have established a super strong character that we fully yeah, understand, yeah. or at least we think we yeah. understand. But they failed on such a huge level that that's you can't even. But I, I, so now we're forced to deal with. That's kind yeah, of where yeah. I'm at. I mean. I didn't even put them into my thought, but now that you mentioned it, I kind of left out Jedi too. And they, they did a lot in that 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jedi's another thing with me, you know, everyone's always, you know, going on about the Ewoks were crap. And what they forget is they were about to eat everybody alive. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's, that, that, they tamed these little that, savage that's beasts. another thing. <laughs> but I think it, uh, as far as, I think you've got a pretty strong argument for as far as in within one movie, do you know what I mean? Not within a trilogy or an ongoing story, but within one film that pretty much introduces the character. I mean, we've had glimpses of him, but to, the first film that he's kind of properly in, he's not just in a post-credit scene or whatever. I think they've 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 they just I think brought they, it. Yeah, they smashed it. And and I mean, this is the thing everyone's talking about Thanos. Oh, make no mistake. This is this is unlike anything that we've seen. Yeah, before. and that's why it's such a big topic. It is. Right? I mean, like particularly in a superhero. Movie. Exactly. You kind of know what to expect, right? And uh, you know, even if you've read the books or whatever, it's kind of it's like I was saying earlier about the ending. We know in the comic books, it doesn't matter if somebody dies; they're going to be back at some point. It might be next week. It might be next month. It might be two years from now. But they're going to come back. And, you know, to, to a certain degree, it kind of, it can, it can rob the drama of any kind of sense of, of, of loss or, or, or threat. Because it's like, oh, I know they're going to be fine. Do you know what I mean? So I kind, yeah, totally. I, I kind of got a little bored of Star Trek because of that reason. Because it doesn't matter what kind of situation they're in. You know, at the end, they're all going to be laughing and slapping each other on the back and off on the next, not off to the next adventure. There wasn't any real sense that we could possibly lose a major character here. Yeah, the threat of loss is quite Yeah, minimal. and you kind of accept that in superhero movies, and you just go along for the ride. And and it was the same with this film until those last few minutes. Because uh, first time around, when Thor puts that axe that they've gone to such lengths to create, right? We haven't even talked about that. Oh, we got to get know, there, yeah, but for sure. When he puts it in him and you're thinking, yes! That was the natural conclusion of that film. You're thinking, brilliant. Because I was thinking, man, this, they're going to have to wrap this up soon, right? You're expecting that big final thing. Bang, that's it. It's done. And then we're going to this whole other world that we weren't expecting. And we're losing people fast. You've barely got time to realize that one's gone and then another one's going and another one's going. And for it to end... And to... So and, and for it to end with Steve Rogers sitting there, he just doesn't know what to say. He just goes, oh, God. He doesn't know. And then cut. And that's it. <laughs> that's... I mean, the cinema I was in, both times I saw it, you, you couldn't even hear anyone breathing. When I left the first night, you know, you were hearing a, a reactions around you as things were going on. But when the lights came up, silence everyone walked out of that movie in silence all the way out all the way out down the stairs yeah. through the corridor yeah. out through the double doors out into the lobby out the front no one was talking about it everyone was stunned i really enjoyed that on the second viewing yeah second time around you just sit back and watch everybody going yeah you wait 
but I was even more enjoying it on the way in because as I'm walking yeah. in or getting in line, I should say, you're seeing the people walk yeah. out and you already know what they've seen. So to see the looks on yeah. their face. Yeah. I think that we, we hit the mark on that one. It just blew everyone away. People were stunned. They didn't know how to take that. And again, you have to remember there are people that don't have this yeah. whole cinematic universe in yeah, their yeah. head. You know, they're still pro they are pro you're watching them process yeah. this. And I just think that was such a well executed, you know, decision on Marvel's part to do something like it's only going to amount or equate to like bigger numbers next time around. I don't see how Avengers four won't top this one because everyone now wants to see what's going on. What's going to happen. Mind that Captain Marvel. I mean, how, how genius was it for them to put that at the end? Because you're looking for answers at the end. You don't know what the hell's going on. Everyone's dying, you know, and then you get, you get to that scene. Amazing post-credit scene as far as I'm concerned essential post-credit scene when it's Fury and Maria Hill and you're thinking oh my god you, you suddenly see like that helicopter smash into the building it's like you know post-credit scenes are normally a couple of people having a chat or like one image popping up this was a proper bit of film a proper whole scene and you know god bless Sam Jackson finally getting his his mother line out that was, yeah. that was great <laughs> but then it, for him to drop that you're looking for answers you're, you you can't believe what you've just seen the fact that there was no immediate post-credit scene right because normally you'll get a few yeah, credits a little worried there for and a then there's a little post-credit scene there right after the initial bit of credits there was nothing right and i was there with with big mick and my son and we were like is there actually going to be one because the way it finishes on such a downbeat level you know like on sometimes on a tv show if like a major character's died they'll roll the credits and they won't have any music on there have you seen that happen you get that sometimes in, in yeah, soap course. operas over here right they'll just roll the credits and there'll be no music and you're like oh and it's such an affecting kind of thing and kind of like a tribute to that you know the, the, the loss of life that you just witnessed and I kind of thought, are they going to go with that? Are they uh, because there was no immediate post-credit thing? So I'm like, are they really? Are they still going to do one? Because it doesn't feel like they need to at this point. It feels like yeah, they could have left that it, well it, enough alone. Maybe this perfect. is this. We're supposed to just sit here in shock, and we're not supposed to be given any answers. But we want answers more than we've ever wanted them at the end of a Marvel movie, or a lot of other movies for that matter. You're, you're, you're trying to process it. You're just going, hang on, it, it's finished. But it, they didn't win. He's won. Hey? You're just you're just tripping out. You're thinking, Black Panther can't be gone. Spider-Man can't be gone. What What's going on? And even though you know they're probably, you know, you know they're not. There's no probably about it. They're, they're coming back. But you feel the loss. And that's what was so brilliant about the way they wrote that film and the way they brought that film to that point that even hardcore fanboys like us that know all this stuff, you know, that we know that there's films in the pipeline, that we know all these actors, you know, these characters, they're not going to get rid of Spider-Man. Not at this point. Or ever. He's going to come back in some shape or form. Not to mention but Black Panther. Yeah, I mean, you know they didn't know off the numbers the back of that, that were going to come out of that movie. But even so, you know they're coming back, but you still felt the loss. And for them to do, a, do that to somebody as, as jaded as me, is an incredible achievement 
you know i think i think that's just extraordinary they made me feel that loss like somebody that doesn't know what i know do you know what i mean i was able to feel that thing like i was a kid again like i didn't know all this stuff you know and i love that they they enabled me to have that experience i love that they've enabled me to be having this conversation with you right now that to spend the last couple of weeks trying to figure out what the hell's going on to try and predict what's happening you know, uh, to to listen to other people talking about it on podcasts, to read reviews, to read articles. And we've got a whole year of this wonderful mystery to to, to tr sort of pick over and try and figure out and, and be excited about. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Was I, you know, when we're watching the next one, was I wrong? Oh, I was yeah, wrong. Yeah. It's all this big game that they're playing with us and it's so geniusly done. It's that brilliant. And you know, you knew they knew this was going to happen. So, it's so lovely to feel like that in an age where you can find out everything. You know, if you want to know what's really happening, then you can find it out. I mean, um, we were hanging out last night, me and the guys in the band, and we were talking about that incredible performance of Prince, um, the George Harrison gig. Have you seen that when they do While My Guitar Gently Weeps? If you haven't seen it, people, yes, it's one of the best musical things you'll ever see. And they're all playing. There's all kinds of people there. And Prince comes on and he just did, does quite possibly the best guitar solo ever. It's so good. And right at the end, he throws his guitar up in the air and it disappears. It just walks off. The guitar doesn't come down again. Like only Prince would do, right? It's just magic. And like I, uh, one of the guys in the band said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to Google it. I'm going to find out how they did it. I said, I don't want to know. I want to believe that, that that Prince was this magical guy, and he just made it disappear. <laughs> a little, little, little magical sorcerer. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to know. I'm happy not knowing. I'm happy believing that he just made it disappear because he was just that awesome. I want to buy. I don't want to know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And and but now you can always find out. This takes me back to the end of Empire Strikes Back to bring the Star Wars back in. I was just going there, my because, friend. Because, yeah, we had to wait three years for Jedi to come out. And and we didn't know. But that not knowing was, was one of my happiest memories in a weird way. Do you know what I mean? I'm glad I didn't know. I'm glad I had three years to try and imagine. You know, it fires up your imagination. We've been doing it today talking about this. We're, we're imagining all these crazy concepts and trying to figure it out and surely that's what this kind of thing is all about it's it it, it makes it and an interactive thing it makes it, it i feel like i'm nine years old again and i'm i've just found out that darth vader's luke's dad it's 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 awesome to feel like that again what's amazing about this too john is that we're talking about this as adults so we know how you know the how empire made us feel like you're saying and over those three years of waiting for you know jedi yeah. to come out what has this movie done to the kids oh you know, like how much has it affected? I'm not saying affected them like in a negative fashion, but uh, Empire did that Ooh. for us. Then I can only imagine what these kids They've are going had 10 through. years. Yeah, 10 years. of. I mean, my son is probably a really good demographic because he's 14 now, nearly 15. And he's been brought up watching these movies. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I didn't start him when he was right. five, but as soon as he was kind of probably seven, he started, you know, seven, eight, he's watched... Iron Man, all the way through. He's been coming to the cinema with me for as long as he could to see all of these films. And and to watch it with him was brilliant. It's um, 
he's he's a bed he's gone to bed now but i was if i'd have if we'd have got on a little earlier i was going to suggest maybe getting him on and getting his getting his angle on it you know he's had 10 years of growing up with these characters he's not known anything different so you know to get his take on it i mean the look on his face at the end it was it was incredible that might not be a bad yeah. idea. Maybe that can be one of your maybe, uh, one of your yeah, recordings. Yeah, maybe I'll send in a little message from from the dude. That's what we call him. And obviously, we're going to hear from Mick in a little while. I spoke to Mick and to get his reaction as he couldn't be with us on this. But um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, you'll be hearing that later, people. But um, yeah, guys, stay tuned. I'm not sure to be quite honest with you if we're going to put we're going to tack it on at yeah. the end, which is a good yeah. possibility. But it's a you know, show. we have made an <laughs> intro for these gentlemen, so why not? <laughs> You know what? Maybe I don't know. We'll yeah. see. You're either going to get another yeah. feed, another you know drop in your feed, or it's just going to be at the yeah. end of this. But stay tuned. Either By the way. way, that 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 little one you dropped was great. The the Cobra Kai one. Oh, yeah. thank you, man. Yeah, I, I didn't get back that. to that. But yeah, it really, I've not seen it, but I, I really like the little ten minute thing. So I know you're a very busy guy, but I think it's a nice thing to drop these little ones every now and then if you get the opportunity. And you know what? That's the thing too is that you know we we had kind of gone as you know we've gone on with some um, looser form shows for the last couple of weeks just because time restraints and schedules and all of that. But then I got to thinking about it. I'm like, why not? Like I finished watching that and I'm like, I got to talk yeah. about it. But if I would have waited, you know, several days, I wouldn't have had the excitement yeah. that I had. And to be quite honest with you, I could have gone on forever on that. But I wanted to make yeah. it quick. I had a little bit of time, you know, and I think that's actually kind of cool. I think that maybe we'll, you'll start seeing more of those, but I'm glad yeah, you like Yeah, yeah, so I think thanks. that's a really cool thing, man. So, John, what did you think when you saw Thanos attack Mantis and uh, Drax at the same time? Did you think that was the end of their arc in the story, or did you think that was just like a temporary setback? No, I thought that was it. I was, I was shocked. Yeah, I, I was did shocked. Too. I was like, no, no. I really love the way that looked. Oh, too. yeah, when he became Chunks, and she kind of unraveled into like a spirally kind of, oh, yeah, it's brilliant. There was like something to be said about the altering of human shape or or a uh, humanoid shape in in this movie because you know there's the torture scene oh, the, with Nebula yeah. and she's being all like you know she's oh, she's in a horizontal out. position being like pulled apart like that so and that, cool and that's, so cool and I don't know if that's just like Thanos's thing he just likes yeah. to like you know <laughs> manipulate yeah, shapes yeah. but very cool. I mean that first shot of Nebula as well was from the front you couldn't see it and then it turned to the side and you saw that she was all extended out I thought that was a brilliant bit of. Um, cinematography did you happen to see it in 3d in either of the times the that first you saw time it? i saw it in 3d the second time i deliberately saw it in 2d because there was some incredible stuff including that bit in 3d um the more static shots were in 3d were great a lot of the space stuff was amazing um the shot of um when thor and rocket in the pod turn up at nidavellir and and it kind of goes underneath all the superstructure of of the of, of the of that place and the sort of factory and you could see it through the the beams you could see the ship moving underneath and there was loads of really cool stuff like that but when it got to fight scenes um i noticed it initially of the fight in edinburgh it just started blurring really badly and i couldn't really make out what was going on so i think the 3d was great for the for the stiller shots but for the action scenes it just didn't work for me at all it was really blurring a lot and um, I couldn't really make out a lot of what was going on, which was a shame. Um, the second time in 2D, it was it was much it was much clearer in the fight scenes what was happening. I am a little excited about going to check it out in IMAX 3D. Yeah, I think that's the way to do it. I think I think you get you don't get the blurring on that. 
apparently. Right. And I heard that they filmed a great deal of that yeah. in IMAX. It seems like that's the perfect format yeah. for it. I loved it when I saw Ready Player One, but I got to tell you, getting used to that type of 3D, it was hard for me. It was giving me a headache right. at first, but then once I finally got there, it was so worth it. Yeah. So I think my, maybe not my final viewing, but my next viewing of this movie, because I got to see it one more time before it yeah. leaves theaters. And I, I, something tells me I've got some time to yeah. do that, but it's got to be an IMAX. Movie. I'd love to. It means, it means a trip to London for me, though. Um, that's the nearest one, which is 70 odd miles away from, from where I live and a, and a whole whole day out of my life <laughs> but i that's but dedication I'd love to do it i'd love to go um but yeah so yeah it's a bit of a mission to see imax for me unfortunately there isn't one local um but i'd love to do it if i'm going to see it for any film it's got to be this one you know steve was telling me that our imax theater here sorry this is just trivial stuff but he says it's not an actual imax okay. I don't know any difference. It says IMAX on it. It looks amazing anytime I've ever right. been in there, but that's so, whatever version that is of IMAX, that's what I'm going to see. I, I would love to see what a real IMAX theater looks like if that's right, not yeah. it. Yeah, and then there's one at Waterloo in London, which apparently is the best one, certainly in this part of the country. So that's the one I'd like to, to get to, but yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a mission for me, unfortunately. Take the family, Johnny. It'll be a great day. Well, the, I think I mentioned before about uh, on, the, on the, the podcast I did with Steve um, that I'd been re-watching all the Marvel stuff because my daughter Emily had said that she really wanted to see Infinity War. She saw an early trailer for it. Um, and so I started uh, sort of selectively watching a few of the films that you know would cover, would get her up to speed. Um, but there were some scenes in this film that I kind of thought, I don't know, I think she might be a little young. How old is she again? She's eight. Yeah, there's some deep stuff going on. And there's some there's some pretty heavy stuff. I mean, a lot of people die and um, or appear to die. And there's some torture stuff. Like the torture scene with Nebula was pretty difficult. And without any kind of like blood so, shedding or anything, it was fairly graphic. Yeah, it's not just about blood. I mean, and there's a lot of, deep psychological stuff going on which is going to prompt a lot of questions and and i mean i'm not trying to you know protect her from stuff but at the same time it's is you really ready for having to have some of these conversations you know because it's um yeah i don't i think she's she's not quite ready for it and i explained that to her and she was cool with that um which immediately made me think well maybe she's ready <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we don't give our kids enough credit yeah yeah but um you know i do like to push them i always have and, and sort of and do that as much as possible but i i don't know i just think where she's at right now with stuff i think maybe it's not quite the right time for like a cinema visit i think maybe in a few months time when it's it's on blu-ray and we can maybe watch it at home and stuff that might be a, a better way of doing it but i don't know i'm still thinking about that so back on nowhere we've got thanos who is Definitely making use of the reality stone. Is it me or is that like his favorite stone to use? Because it kind of seemed that way to me. He used it the most in the movie, you know? Yeah. But I thought that the, uh, you know, that scene where we have Quill and Gamora's telling him that he needs to kill her, which was pretty moving, you know what I mean? And when he actually finally gets the chance to fire off and then whoop, whoop, bubbles yeah, come bubbles out. Bubbles come out, yeah. I thought that was really funny, yeah. yeah. I don't know if maybe because that's the one that he was the most comfortable with at the time. I know they go into like a sequential order and maybe he was just using them as as he got them but yeah. i love going back to nowhere i've never been a big fan of the collector there's just something about 
the way Benicio del Toro plays that character, I just okay. don't care for it. It's right. a little over the top for me, okay. but effective. You know, it was it was a good scene and it was good to be back on Noir. I always thought that was like one of the coolest it's things cool about place. Guardians. Yeah. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, it was in that scene. You know. Yeah, it's um. So what I took from it with 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 Thanos and the stones is that each time you put one in the gauntlet, there'd be this kind of Highlander quickening type thing, you know, yeah. where he'd sort of like ah, and it's sort of like the the color of that power would sort of course through him, and it's almost like I I got a thing where it's a bit like the Matrix, you know, like he's kind of he knows it it, it kind of he immediately knows how to use it. Right, yeah, like it just immediately takes over. Yeah, he like connects with it and he's like, yeah, I've got this. I know exactly what I can do with this, like straight away. It's not like he has to practice and try and learn how to use it. It's like it kind of fuses with the gauntlet and bang, immediately he knows exactly how he can use it in conjunction with the other ones as well. Because, you know, towards the end there when he's fighting everybody, he's like, I'm going to use that one on you. I'm using that one on you. I'm and it's all, he's not, he's not having to think about it. It's just instinctive. A bit like when Spidey gets that suit, it, it kind of works intuitively. And I think and I think this is kind of, you know, those moments where he each time he puts a, a stone in, he goes. <clears throat> I think that's in that moment. It's like, yeah, I know Kung Fu. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of he's totally he, he's great reference. Of, he, he's completely got it immediately. He's completely control of the powers of that particular stone at each time. So, yeah, I think he's like, bang, I've got this right. I know exactly what I can do with this. And I even liked it when the, I thought that was brilliant when um, when they realise what he's done and he and he drops the illusion and it sort of dissolves across and it's got a red edge to the dissolve like the like with the gem like with the, with the yeah. stone and it's all and you get that little wave from the collector as he disappears and you know it's kind of like yeah he's even Thanos is laughing at you even in that do you know what I mean. It's, oh, it was great. Incredible. He was totally trolling them for that point. There was really no reason for him to do that yeah. other than for that. To me, it just took it like, see, you thought yeah. you thought you were going to come and do this, but I'm way ahead of you already. It's another display of his incredible power. You know, we've been getting that from the beginning. Like we said, you know, he's beating up Thor. He, he destroys the Hulk on, on, on psychologically as well as physically, as we've discussed. And he, he, he's just everything that's possibly going to slow him down or stop him. He's just breezing past it. He already knows. And and the film was like that. The film did that to us while we watched it. That's It's like Thanos trolled them and the film trolled us. From the beginning. Completely manipulated done. us. In the most, yeah, in the most beautiful way. So we kind of experienced as, cinem as a cinematic experience what the heroes experienced within the story. Man, this guy's, this is just ahead of us all the time. We think we know what's going to happen, and it doesn't. And we realize that we never had a chance. Yeah. I'm taking this to Rhodey's place now. We're, Captain knows he needs to go back to Avengers headquarters. Yeah, yeah. They walk in, and you've got Rhodey there, and you've got Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. Can I get out of the movie for just a quick second and ask a question? <laughs> yeah. I think you know what I'm going to say. Maybe you don't. <laughs> what is Don Cheadle not well? Did you happen to think that Don Cheadle was looking a little worse for the wear in this movie? Or is that just me? Um, he did look very thin. Very thin. Yeah. Very thin. I mean, and maybe yeah, that's I just him being healthy. You know what? I hadn't consciously thought about it, but then I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I did have that thought actually looking back. Yeah. I definitely thought he looked a little bit on the, 
Yeah. yeah, I don't want to like start any rumors on the poor guy or anything like no, that. But no. I just know that when I saw that, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. And then I forgot about it. And then yeah. the second time I went to see it, even my daughter leaned over and she doesn't even know Don Cheadle that well, or she right. doesn't even really know Rhodey's character that well. And she's like, is he well? He doesn't really look like he's that well. I'm like, yeah, yeah he's, I, he's, I, uh, I agree. Yeah, he's either ill or he's like gone vegan and does a lot of running. And that could be it. That could be completely it. Let's hope. Let's hope (laughs) that's what it is. Yeah. But I did like Rhodey's character in this movie because they, you know, as little as they used him, I loved the scene when they go to Wakanda (laughs) and uh, they get off the ship and and Banner's like, do I bow here? He's like, yeah, yeah, you bow here. (laughs) So he does the bow and (laughs) and, uh, T'Challa's like, we do not do that here. And you just see that little smirk on Rhodey's face. Yeah. You know, he, that was a great scene for him. I thought when he told, um, Falcon, you don't want to send your wings. And he just, all those little rockets fly off of his back and he oh, takes out all those monsters as they're breaking through. Yeah, he carpet bombs that whole perimeter. Yeah, yeah. amazing. So he had, like, he had a really good, you know, purpose in this movie. And, and I, he's still around, right? Yeah, He yeah. did not die. No, he didn't. He got a bit crunched up, but he, yeah, he's all right. But he, the other the other thing, the way he went up in my, I've always liked, liked him anyway, but he went up even more in my estimation was that in his room, there's a Rickenbacker base in the corner. Nice catch there, John. Man, he's a bass player. I like him even more than I did. (laughs) Just a little element. Like, they never say anything. Just a little element. That's that's what's, you know, there's more to him than just being a superhero. Yeah, totally, man. I love that. (laughs) So at Avengers headquarters, they establish that they know someone that might be able to help this situation. And that's where we immediately go to Wakanda. Yeah. It was great. It reminded me when they're flying into Wakanda, that line. I just watched the movie yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but there, that line that T'Challa says where he's like, this never gets old. And they like fly into that, <laughs> yeah. that rainforest. Yeah. Such an amazing scene. I love what they've done with Wakanda. And yeah. Yeah. I cannot wait to see more of that. I'm really excited. I know it's not going to be anywhere near it because you're going to have screaming kids and people taking pictures and the smell of churros. But when they get <laughs> that in Disney, which they're supposed to do, yeah. I'm there. I'm oh, totally yeah. going to go check that out. Yeah, I'm going to have to come back. What do you think of Zuri in this movie? Um... I just, just, she's just great, man. She's so good. Um, I loved how she got to work and she, yeah, she totally owned Banner. That was great. Like you mentioned earlier, that was really, really cool. Um, and I like the fact that even when they burst in through the door, she just got on with it. She just worked as, as, as she just focused. She kept going as, for as long as she could. It was, I thought it was great. She's a great character. Yeah, I don't really see how they're not going to use her more in the future. I think that they're setting her up to where they're they're just giving us enough to let us know yeah. how cool she is. Yeah, totally. But she has not like she hasn't had her time to shine yet. And I think it's coming very soon. Maybe in Avengers Four, but maybe not. Maybe we'll get it later on. But yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the best characters to come out in a while. Definitely. Well, then there's the whole uh, Riri theory as well, isn't there? That um, you know she could be the. The young black woman that that takes over the Iron Man mantle. That would so, be amazing too. So yeah, that could be. Uh, I'd I'd be happy with that. That'd be cool. Are you a fan of the Riri story arc? Have you read much about that? No, I'm. I, I get these. Um, I'm two years behind current continuity with Marvel these days, because um, Marvel UK bring out these collected editions, which contain three issues, and I love them because it's. I got a bit fed up buying single issue comics, American comics, because um, there were so many adverts. You know, it was, get, it was getting to the point where there were more pages of adverts than there were pages of comic strip. And I was thinking, well, what am I spending my money on here? 
so I'd, 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 I'd wait for the collected editions of the graphic novels to come out instead. Um, but Marvel UK, God bless them, they've been bringing out um, various titles. I get a, there's an Avengers one, there's a Mighty World of Marvel, which has got um, a rotating lineup at the moment. There's like Silver Surfer, Doctor Strange. Um, so I'm getting a huge amount of Marvel content. It's just it two years, 18 months behind current continuity. So I kind of, I'm a little bit spoiler averse when it comes to what's happening right now. So at the moment I'm about two years behind and sort of working my way through and I'm always running that little bit behind in the Marvel Universe as far as the comics go. Um, but it's great because I get to read an enormous amount of stuff. I mean, you get three titles in each issue and each issue costs me three fifty. So it works out, you know, a couple and a half dollars, I guess, for for three comics without any adverts in. So um, that's kind of how I I read my Marvel stuff, at least these days. And, and are, are you one to stay on the timeline? Do you not jump ahead? Like, no, no, no. Catch try, up eventually? No, no, no. I, I, I mean, I inevitably pick stuff up like that. I, I'm aware of, of, of certain things that do develop. But as much as I can, I'll just stick and plow through. <laughs> as each one comes out <laughs> i just picked up marvel unlimited and i just realized how much reading i have to do to even begin to yeah. try and catch up i don't know where i'm going to fit that in so i i do have a tendency to jump around a little bit yeah, yeah. i was going to ask you if you know anything about the the newest like thanos story arc the one particular that's written by donny cates have you read this at all or heard anything about it no no i haven't it's amazing i'm not going to like blow it for you or anything like that but it's it's one of those it's, it's basically old Thanos goes back to get young Thanos to help him in the future. Right. And there's just so much, there's only like six entities in the universe. One of them being Ghost Rider. He's got the Hulk as his pet <laughs> who has, and he's, he's, I'm not saying who, but he's actually fed some of the superheroes to the Hulk because he's now this just like savage. He's got him on a chain. So it's a really fun thing that they're doing with the story. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want to get too far into it because I know it's just going to get very confusing. But I was just mm. curious if you heard about that. Yeah, Since no, we're on the Thanos kick. Yeah, that's the first I've heard of that. Cool. Yeah. Oh, there was that little moment. There was that little moment when uh, Banner and um, Natasha were sort of reunited. That was nice. Oh, yeah. Just that little bit between them. I thought that was really subtly done. Really nice. She just sort there of, was just an acknowledgement, a little head yeah, nod to and, it. But. Yeah, her little, the, the corner of her mouth just turns up into a little smile. You know, it, it was lovely. I thought it was really cool. I, for one, am really looking forward because I know that they're supposed to be making a Black Widow movie. I feel she's really important, and I don't know why they haven't done that yet. Mm. And I, I kind of wonder if it pisses her off that we're getting a Captain Marvel before we get a Black Widow, like yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, if I was her, I'd, I'd, I'd be a little bit put out, certainly, because she's such a great character. She's a brilliant actress. And um, it, and it's a, such a cool character, man. It would be, you know, I'm I'm currently reading, funnily enough, in the comics that I'm reading at the moment, it's that it's that Black Widow uh, comic book, which you know, uh, which goes back to, you know, she returns to Russia and goes back to the place where she was trained. There's all these weird flashbacks and stuff, and there's people after her, and it's a it's a really taut sort of thriller storyline. And um, yeah, it's fascinating. If they if they could take that and, and use that as the basis of the movie, it'd be it'd be really cool. I'm gonna drop us into the Milano pod, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, because now it's time to get busy. Now it's time to start wrapping this up. And yeah, yeah. this 
is one of my favorite parts of the movie is the team of Rocket, Groot, and Thor. Yeah. I, I loved it. Yeah. It's made me appreciate Thor even more because, in my opinion, oh, Thor man. has, over the last couple of years, maybe even the last year, to be quite honest with you, Thor has turned into my favorite you know, Avenger yeah. by far. Once they gave him a little bit of com- you know, like comedic game, yeah. it completely changed the way I looked at him. You know, yeah, But yeah. it's also like, you know, I was, I was saying earlier that he, he felt the need to go to uh, Nidavellir mm. to get, you know, a new weapon so he can, you know, be as of a useful. I like this story because it makes me feel like, you know, he didn't know that he had that. It's, it's kind of like that classic, you know, you, you had that strength in your backyard the whole time. You just had to find it within your heart. You know what I'm talking about? Right, it yeah, was kind of yeah. like something like that because he truly didn't know that he was capable of kick, being such an ass kicker, even as a god. Yeah, it took yeah. him to get Stormbreaker to do this. Yeah. And oh my God, what a scene. Better. What did you think of the introduction of Dinklage in this movie? That was a wonderful surprise. The fact that, you know, he was, <laughs> you know, they got, they, got, they got him in to play the dwarf, who was a giant dwarf. It was just, it was just, just incredible. Yeah, it was brilliant. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Dink. You know, he, he could just turn up and read the phone book and I'd love it. Uh, I like that, the Dink. And, um, Dink man, he's the guy. Um, I first saw him in uh, in Bruges that movie, and he just stole that film from some really brilliant performers. But I th- in that, he was fantastic, and um, yeah, and obviously I'm a big Game of Thrones fan, so you know it was great to see him turn up, and um, yeah, yeah, it was really good. I liked it, and I it, it, that whole that whole scene was 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 phenomenal. I mean, I like the scene in the pod actually leading up to that, um, when um, Rocket says, "Right, it's time to be the captain." Yeah, and, and he goes and speaks to Thor, and and we see Thor, you know, trying to put a brave face on it, but he's clearly really, really shaken, you know, and um, he's in bits, man. Thor's in bits. And um, you know, and he and he he sort of tries to rally himself, you know, and you know he says, "Well, he never fought me twice," and he's talking about Thanos. He's the latest in a long yeah. line of bastards. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. just another guy that I've got to get through. And Thor it, really breaks it down too, and like yeah. he's talking about how you know he lost, he lost his brother, he lost his he lost his father, he lost yeah, his yeah, mother. You yeah, know. and then he goes he had to kill his sister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And there's sort of there's a little that was funny as well with Quill when he goes well yeah you know oh, my yeah. mum died my dad killed my mum and all that that whole bit was good and he starts impre- doing his voice that that was really funny as well no you sure are not- you making your voice deeper <laughs> yeah that <laughs> I, was, that I am was not so making good. this is my normal voice yeah. <laughs> yeah you did it again yeah you shall not take my pod sir <laughs> and uh, all that stuff it was great but yeah it's in that conversation with Rocket when he says well if I'm wrong what more can I lose. Right, I mean, he's got a point though. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's just, really just, just in it for for the end game. You know, yeah, sorry to bring yeah. up the end game again, but that's what he's in it for. You know, and I loved how Rocket gave him the eye. You know, he just like pops it right in. He's like, "Oh, I'd have washed it before you put that." Yeah, in. yeah. <laughs> he's got. He's clearly got a thing about collecting kind of prosthetic body parts, though, because it because he says to the Winter Soldier, doesn't he? He says, "I'm gonna have yeah, that, I'll how have much that for arm. the arm?" Yeah, 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 yeah. That whole scene on Nidavellir when. Um, when he uh, 
when he he try, he's got to get it all working. The whole, the rings have stopped moving and stuff. He's got to restart the whole oh. mechanism, and he and he swings the pod round, and then like tells Rocket to fire the jets. And oh man, and he's like water skiing along the surface of that thing, like digging his heels in, and finally gets some purchase. And we see like Hemsworth bulging his muscles for all he's worth. Do you know what I mean? It's just incredible. Yeah. You know how fucking powerful he is when he's holding those gates open. Yeah, yeah. Taking the oh, full impact that. of a dying star. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he, and that's the thing. He'll do whatever it takes. He's like, well, if that's what I've got to do, that's what I'm going to fucking do. And he just goes in there and it's like, boom. And he just, oh, it's incredible. And you can see the concern on uh, Edry's face. Oh, I can't believe he's doing it. Do you know what I mean? And like even and Rocket's eyes just widened. Do you know what I mean? He's like, what the fuck? And then we've got that wonderful moment with Groot when Edry's going, that, "Where's again. the handle? Where's the handle?" And he and, uh, and Groot steps up, man. It hurts him to do it, but he does it, and he chops his own arm off. And there we go, man. Oh, so I know good. people say this, but I literally cheered when when he did that. I just thought oh, that was the coolest so amazing. thing. Yeah, we didn't get enough of Groot, really. You could say. But what, no. what there was of him was was properly good group stuff. You know, that was, you know, he, uh, in, in a way I loved that. The fact that he was wandering around just with his head in his game the whole time. Playing Defender, you wasn't know, it Defender uh, he was yeah, playing? but I couldn't help but nudge my son. <laughs> because he's, he's 14 and he's always got his head in his phone or, you know, he's playing Xbox or whatever. Do you know what I mean? That's what you do yeah. when you're a teenager, right? So, That's it. Certainly these days. And... Um, you know, I remember nudging him and sort of, and he's like, "Yeah, all right, baby, I get it." You know, but um, <laughs> but again, he stepped up when he needed to. You know, and, and saw that opportunity that could really, and you know, turned it all around really by enabling Stormbreaker to become complete. And then obviously we get that scene. He's just done it just in time because Thor's just about to go. You know, he's nearly dead, and if they if they hadn't have done that then that was probably the end of Thor. But he, there's just enough of him to reach out. And just when he reaches out and you're like, come on, come on. And he gets it and boom. Do you know what I mean? Here we go. This is the, the, the whole, this, that's why I started thinking, right, this is it. This is the end of the film. Here we go. This is where it turns around. This is where the tide turns. This is where the Avengers win. You know? Yeah, you thought. <laughs> you thought, yeah, but I totally not did. quite. <laughs> I totally thought that. So uh, yeah, and yet again, the films are two, three steps ahead of me. Yeah. You know, it's like the more we talk about this movie, and I'm going back to uh, guys. If you don't know, uh, we also do another show called The Word. It's about Preacher, the show on AMC, and on that show, I tend to do more of a breakdown where I I take it scene by scene and I break it down with Steve's help. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself as we're talking about this, like, do you know how long, you know how fucking long this podcast would be if we were to do that type of a format for this? Because I, I keep wanting to go into a breakdown for this. Yeah, yeah. But if we do this, people are going to like, hey, they're going to have birthdays by the time we're done with this damn thing. So yeah. But also, if you haven't guessed it yet, guys, we love this fucking movie. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, just get what you can from this yeah, and then, you know, add it to your experience. Yeah, we're blowing this film hard, man, and it deserves it. it it's it's. Um, oh, I'm cradling balls. I'm doing yeah, everything, brother. Yeah, I love yeah. this movie so much. Yeah, little Steve would have Steve would have been disgusted with that. But <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I'm ball I'm yeah. ball cradling. Who yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting the full treatment. This one. I mean, <laughs> but I also think part of the part of the issue is that 
the very nature of the film and the storyline makes it almost impossible to just go through it scene by scene without simply just describing how what happens in the film. To talk about right. the film, you need to keep connecting these things together because that's what the film does so brilliantly is it's planting this seed here, it's this thread there, and, and the wonderful way that everything comes together. The way all these... It's, it's almost like there's three different movies that have been beautifully entwined to eventually all come together. You yeah, know, it, that's what Steve said too, but I, and I totally agree with that. It, it happens... We're getting these like little vignettes or something and they're just putting them all together. And it, When you think of a good novel, I mean, most of the deep, good books that I've read do the same thing. You'll have a chapter here with these characters and it will leave that on a kind of a little bit of a, a point where you think, I want to know what happens next, but then it will jump somewhere else to another part of the story and that's a whole thing going on. You know, a lot of novels do that and, and eventually all these threads come together and you're like, oh, wow. It's like a beautifully crafted, you know, watch mechanism or something. Everything, all these different moving parts all are perfectly balanced to, to create a whole thing. And I think that's what happens with this film. You know, I was thinking about how we're going to talk about it and, you know, we've got a kind of guide of a timeline and on what scenes happen but to talk about the film you need to make these links with with what happened at the beginning what happened in other films you know what might happen in in future movies it's it's the film itself you, you can't really talk about it any other way and that's why you can't talk about it to anybody that hasn't seen it you can't mention anything of this film any little detail to somebody that hasn't seen it unless you want to ruin it for them I was telling Steve last week, I'm like, you know, we could easily go four hours with this. And we're already at a three-hour mark. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, this is, of course, you know, we've, we've had to stop a couple of times and, and make adjustments. And then Steve had to leave and whatnot. But yeah. this could this could easily go four hours plus if we were to actually break it down like that. So yeah, yeah. I think that we're we're uh, doing a fairly good job of getting in all the points that we want, though, you know? Yeah, that's I'm it. thinking at this point, we might just need to hit like, okay, tell you what. Let's go speed around, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pertaining to these notes here, because, oh, guys, let me tell you what, by the way, I don't know if we mentioned this. I know that we talked about it sometime during this, but I think that might have been like an off mic thing, quote unquote off mic. Let me say, John, thank you so much, because Johnny actually went into the theater, you guys, sat in the back of the theater and took these tedious notes. And um, I thank you very much for that, man. If you're not a freaking hero of noise after that, I don't know what it is. So <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, it's hard writing in the dark, man. I'll tell you that much. I didn't want to use my phone, so I didn't want a, a light there that would distract other people. I was right over. I like to sit in the middle, but this time I was right over on the right-hand side in the darkest corner I could find where I wasn't overlooked by anybody. Um, so I, would, I, I wouldn't distract anyone. Um, and I had a notebook. It was actually a Marvel notebook <laughs> that I got given for Christmas like years ago that I've never used. And a, and a pen, and I was writing in the dark. So I'd, I'd write as much as I thought I could fit onto a, roughly on a page, and then I'd really quietly try to... It wasn't too difficult, because there's a lot of noise. There weren't really any real quiet moments in the film. So I was able to you know quietly turn the page, keep writing. Um, but I had no idea what it would be like. And then when the lights came up at the very end, then uh, I, 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 I realised <laughs> I couldn't really read most of it. You're writing a whole new language. Huh? Yeah. So I had to, I, as, as soon as I got back, I typed it up to try and, you know, be able to decipher my own scrawl while it was still fresh in my mind. So, yeah, I managed, managed to get most of it out. When I do Preacher, Johnny, it's like 
I'll watch the show once and I take it in. Yeah. And then I go back and I'll, I'll watch it again. I'll take some notes. And then I'll actually go back again and watch it one more time and take the notes one yeah. more time. Like, you know, I just add to it. Yeah. So as someone that does that, you know, repeatedly for the other show, uh, well done, man. Because oh, I know thanks, that it's, it takes a lot of work to get that done. So guys, a little, little clap in here for Mr. Bucks. <laughs> he has earned his spot. I'll tell you that much. Thanks, man. No, it's, it's the least I can do. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's always a, a, an absolute privilege to get to come on the show man and talk to you guys <laughs> yeah if i had like a like a nice sport coat with an emblem to give to you i would totally do that but you know times are tough we don't get a lot of paypal donations so that's where this shit would go guys you could dress johnny by donating to the show i won't even get one for myself this is just for john and of course mick but i think mick we're gonna need to add a few more bucks for that one because it makes a large man if i have yeah he's like exactly. he's like thanos size man so Thor has now acquired Stormbreaker. We know this. It was a magical scene. Uh, just proves why Chris Hemsworth is a great Thor and why Thor is such a great character. When Thor goes into Wakanda, that cracking sound when he uses the Bifrost and he comes down, man. That was the Bifrost he used, correct? That's yeah. the only way that he's going to be able to get there. Yeah, because he, he can use that with Stormbreaker. That um, right. Etri said that this this could even enable him to control the Bifrost when they were forging the axe. When he arrived in Wakanda, you knew it was a game changer right there. You knew it was about to get busy. Yeah. Even Banner was like, oh, you guys are in trouble now. That was such a good scene. Yeah, and that just amazing. truly showed the pure strength of what Thor can do. Yeah. When, he, when he throws Stormbreaker and it just starts taking everyone out like that, mm. there, there really hasn't been too many scenes like that in cinema, man. I'm telling you, I loved it. And they needed it as well because they were getting overwhelmed, man. They were... Oh yeah, you know you were seeing Cap and and Panther just getting swarmed by those hideous creatures, which by the way are worth a mention as well. They were awesome those 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 things. Yeah, they kind of had like a I don't know why. I mean, they looked nothing like it, but it, just because I'd seen the preview re or the trailer like right before the movie, they had, did. Is it me or did they have a little venom thing? Yeah, a bit of a venom face? thing. Yeah, yeah, the big teeth and. The... Did you catch that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what those what those monsters were called, but they were certainly threatening. And and mm. but of course, you know. Up against Thor, not a big deal. He yeah. tore him up. Yeah, and then we've got back on Titan. We've got the the Avengers and the and the Guardians meeting up, and uh, just before yes, that. and this is really where those three movies are starting to take place. Yeah, now, yeah. Now we've got the Guardian story. Yeah, yeah. We we have the story on Earth, and now we've got the story on Titan. Yeah, and oh yeah. my God, yeah, this is how they do it. They there's no way, John. There's no way possible that they could have had because I was really wondering about this. Like, are they going to have? all the Avengers just in one place, just doing their thing. Cause yeah. to me, that seemed like that was just, it would be far too overwhelming and it would be yeah. very hard to keep track of what's going on. It I would. think this was the perfect way for them to do that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I like the way that, that they both thought the others were working for Thanos and started fighting. That's classic Marvel. You know, yeah. one hero meets another and they immediately have a fight before they realize they're both on the same side. Just ego driven really... heroes, man. And, 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 it's all about the ego with these guys. And just the bafflement on Stark's face was priceless, man. He was like, I just don't understand what's happening anymore. You know? <laughs> he's normally yeah. the he's normally the funniest guy in the room, isn't he? Tony Stark. Yeah, he had he had and very he had, he had nothing to say. Like in the face of the, the madness that's the Guardians, man. He just didn't know what was going on. We're here to kick names and take asses and all that stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was incredible. That was so good. In all fairness to Steve not being here, that is one of the things that I did want to bring up with him, though, when he was saying that they were like the, uh, he didn't like them as much in the movie. I felt they were bringing that comic relief, you know, and even without the comic relief, they were still a really strong part of the story. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Definitely. I don't know what Mr. Steve was talking about that one, but opinions, you know, opinions are uh, absolutely yeah, yeah. We all take we all take different things uh, away from it. Yeah, no matter how wrong you might be. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Steve. No, it's it's all good, man. No, it's all good. It's that's the great thing, you know, that the film. Even though you were wrong, Steve, you were wrong. On that. <laughs> we'll talk you around, man. Honestly, you'll see the same. Thing. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then we cut back to Wakanda, and you've got um. You've got, uh, talking to the Guardians, you know, we've got a couple of them back there too. So you've got that bit when um, Bucky and Rocket meet and he picks them up and they start spinning around. That was so Oh, awesome. that was so good. And then you've got the um, I Am Groot, I Am Steve Rogers. <laughs> that was so brilliant. <laughs> like, it quite innocently says it, like, Cap, Cap just says it because he just thinks that's the polite thing to do. He feels the need to introduce himself in this craziness, but okay, yeah, yeah. I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Okay. I apologize for going back on my word, but a joke that we missed, <laughs> and I believe you even put it in your notes, but it was so good. Where it was, where is Gamora? Who is Gamora? What is Gamora? Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny, man. Why? Oh, that's what it was. Well, why is Gamora? <laughs> <laughs> I fucked that one up. But you, you get the point. Yeah, yeah. It was cracking. It was really good. Yeah, Drax, yet again, in any any of the films, he always gets the, the killer lines. The whole invisibility thing was amazing. I mean, <laughs> turns around to him, go, how long have you been there? An hour. <laughs> I love how specific he is on that. Not like a while, you know. Oh, a little while. I've been here for an hour. You know what I liked about Drax this time around is that they did not, um, he didn't do the over, like in two, I thought that he was overusing that laugh. I don't know yeah. if anyone else thought that or if right, you thought okay. that, but no, that kind of took me out a couple of times. Okay. So I was very glad that he, he didn't do that. I thought it made his character a lot more enjoyable this time around. It was a good balance, like you say, between the humor and, and the drama. Because as soon as you're laughing, the next minute you're gasping at something awful that's transpiring, you know. Literally gasping. It, I was totally gasping. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got, uh, what happens next? Oh, the, the big wheels suddenly appear and start to burrow underneath the shield and then they pop up and you think oh man they look they were terrifying weren't they those huge what was it you called them rotavator things yeah like rototillers yeah man and um it kind of made me wonder why they didn't just use that in the first place but yeah. you know to each their own yeah. clearly more effective <laughs> you know if you're if you're going <laughs> yeah. up against a big wakandan force field barrier yeah. i don't know yeah. in the future Get maybe use the rototillers it. yeah but anyway, Wanda took all those out straight away. That was pretty impressive. Well, pretty, apart from one, which eventually took out um, Proxima Midnight. That was good. I thought that Wanda was a, like one of the stronger characters in this. I think that this yeah. was the best that we've seen her. Yeah. I loved her strong. You know, like her, you could clearly see that she's become a stronger force to be messed with. But I not only did I like that, but I thought that her and Vision's storyline, the love story, was was kind of beautiful. Was, I really it liked was it. Great. You know? It was great. And um, Paul Bettany, I, I, I'm a fan of his anyway, and he was doing his best like Hugh Grant impression in that scene in Edinburgh. He couldn't have been more English if he tried. Do you know what I mean? It was all that sort of stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's, uh, thought I was watching Notting Hill there. For yeah, time. yeah, he totally had all that going on with his with his. Uh, his nice sweater on. And, uh, so what was, was the deal with with his human form? Was that just so he could be with her in public? Is that what that all was yeah, about? Yeah, I think so. That's generally what it is in the comics, so that you know he, he can be a kind of little bit more inconspicuous. Because it seems like she was feeling him as the Vision by himself. I figured that's what it had to be. She clearly didn't have that whole, well, you're, you're kind of you're kind of pink or whatever yeah, color that yeah. is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Could you be a bit more like Please be a, human? Uh, 
Yeah. Please be a you know a handsome British chap. That would be great. Yeah. But yeah, I think we're coming back to to Wanda and her. I think she seemed to be constantly surprised at, uh, at what she could do with her powers. She seems to be, you know, realizing, oh my god, I can do this. I can do this as well. Is there any limit to what I can do? And 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 constantly extending that and trying and pushing it and seeing how much more she can achieve and constantly sort of surprising herself at what she can do and surprising everybody around her as well. There were moments where people were like, huh? And I think she felt, no, she was she definitely felt that key. too. Yeah. I don't know what's up with her loss of the Russian accent. Well, if it's been a couple of years and you know what I mean? And, and I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm terrible for picking up on accents. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to walk away from chatting to you for four hours, sounding a little bit like you. Just, <laughs> I'm sorry about just, that. Just for a few hours. No one should ever have to deal with that. <laughs> till, it wears, till it wears off. But, you know, I, I, I can, I can pick up, if I spend a, I spend time in a particular place with a certain, you know, with a particular accent, then I will subconsciously start to pick up on that. Or the, or the, the rhythm that people speak. I'm really bad for that. I don't know if it's connected with my musical kind of thing of listening and I don't know, it might be, but I'm, I'm really bad for picking up on people's um, uh, vocal rhythms and vocal uh, inflections and accents. So I, I just kind of wrote that off as her, you know, spending a lot of time around this guy that speaks perfect English. That makes sense. But I bet if she got drunk or got angry, the accent would, come back strong comes right back out (laughs) (laughs) i really thought there was a huge improvement with benedict cumberbatch's accent from the doctor strange film because oh yeah i love that movie but the one the one problem i had with it was his was it was his accent his american accent was was not good it was it was it was sort of mid-atlantic somewhere weird it just didn't seem to sit but in this film it said he sounded much better he sounded more convincing to me to my ear See, for me, I thought it might have just been because I was watching a lot of Sherlock. Okay. And, you know, and then you go to Stephen Strange, and there's that big contrast right there. But I didn't really, you know, I'll have to go back and watch it again. It's on Netflix. I'll check it out and see. But I didn't really notice it being too off. But I do know that he seemed a lot more comfortable with it this time around. I definitely noticed that. Yeah, I don't think think maybe we'd pick up more. Um, But, yeah. um, But, yeah, he's, I mean, Tom Holland is amazing. As far as I'm concerned. It, yeah, yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't yeah. know for the longest time that that kid wasn't even from here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does a great job. But that seems to be the way with most actors these days. I mean, it seems like all of the good quote unquote American actors are not from America. They're all from like Australia or, yeah. you know, England or something like that. Yeah. So that seems to be the thing. <laughs> all right, let's bring this bitch home, Johnny. What do you say? If you're still with us, thank you very much. But yeah. we got to end this thing sometime. Yeah. So let's break it down here. The last few minutes are so important to this because this is where all the emotion truly starts to kick in. Oh, man. Here we are back in Wakanda. Shit is going crazy. Thor yeah. has come down yeah. from the Bifrost and he's already swinging that freaking Stormbreaker and making shit just happen. Yeah. But there's a whole other story going on, guys, because there's this huge battle that's happening. We've got Vision and Wanda, Scarlet Witch, going through their whole emotional thing of, you know, Vision wants her to kill him because he knows that's what needs to be done. Yeah, She's yeah. having a hell of a time with it. Yeah. You know, some would say that maybe she hesitated a little bit too much there, but I totally understand that, mm. you know? And besides that, Stephen Strange has already established that it had to go down this way. So I forgive her for that. 
Yeah. Uh, Steve was saying, I'm, I'm, I'm helping him out here because he's not here, but yeah. Steve was a little bit bugged by that because he thought that it should have been an instantaneous, you know, an instantaneous reaction just to kill. Just him. kill Vision, yeah. Yeah, to kill Vision. I don't personally think that that, I don't think if I was in her position, I could have done that. No, you know what I mean? No. I mean, I think there's other characters that may, may will, will have attempted to, but I think she would have protected him. And she's so powerful, she probably could have quite successfully protected him against anybody. Yeah, I mean, the fact that she, yeah, oh, I mean, she's decided to do it. But in the meantime, back on Titan, you know, they've, Quill's lost his shit. They can't keep hold of him. There's that amazing fight with Strange, with the fake necklace reveal and all that. And the bit when Strange sprouts all the arms and then there's like thousands of him that all around. That was so and, awesome. Oh, just so. But Thanos just brushes him aside. All that stuff. Then there's the fight with Stark. You know, when he draws blood, and he goes, "Was it worth it for one drop of blood?" Yeah, all of that for a drop of takes, blood. Takes, like, oh shit! Takes Stark out. You're thinking, oh, "This is it. This is where Stark goes out." And he turns around. He says, "You have my respect. Half of humanity will live. I hope they remember you." And you're like, "That's it. Like, it's over." Starts starts <laughs> off the board. And then Strange steps up and says, stop, spare his life, I'll give you the stone. No tricks. And this is after he's turned around earlier in the film and said to Stark, you know, I would let you, I would let Spider-Man die before anyone gets near this time stone. I'm sworn to protect it. And now all of a sudden, he's like, no, go on, don't kill him. Here's the stone. No tricks, he says. And Stark's like, don't! And then Star-Lord comes in too late. But yeah, he takes a stone. And you just got to think, man. Strange knows exactly what he's doing, right? Yeah, there's no other way. There's no other reason that he would have done that. He knew it had to be done. Yeah. And I can't wait to see if they actually come back to that and show maybe... I don't know. I think it would be kind of neat to show like some of the possibilities that could have happened. Oh, yeah. You know, for the yeah. people that... For the people that are like, well, if they, if uh, Peter Quill wouldn't have done that, then everything would be okay. Yeah. It would be neat to see like yeah. him play out some of those those alternate realities, you know, or ultimate excuse me, alternate possibilities. Yeah, totally. just to kind of like calm down the haters of that part because I think you know obviously he knew what he was doing. Yeah, probably everything we all the theories we've discussed, they could easily just dismiss all of them, couldn't they? Yeah, they can knock it out <laughs> in like a five minute scene for sure. Because you know? we haven't come up with fourteen million possibilities, have we? We're getting no, there, though. Yet, anyway. We're four hours in. Seems like it. We're like 13 million in right now. So then then we go back to Wakanda, and then, because now we know he's got the, the he's got the stone. So it's like, right, okay. There's there's that moment back in Wakanda when they all, there's that sense that something's coming. And Vision just goes, he's here. Oh, I know. And then he steps out of the trees, man. You just see him appear and he's just stood there. And I love that shot where he's a little way off, you know, yeah. and he's slightly out of focus because he's that far, he's far away. But he just stood there. That I thought that was amazing. Not a big close-up of his face grinning, just him just standing there. And you're just thinking, oh, my God. I thought that was beautifully done. Yeah, he really does make a menacing entrance when he comes in. You're like, oh, shit. Just standing there. It's about to go down. Yeah, but he's, he's such a... What would you say? He was probably like... I was thinking about this last night. They probably had him at about, what, like nine feet tall? Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Something to that effect, you know? Yeah. But like you really see the 
the sheer like mass of him going back to when he grabs Gamora or when Gamora grabs his, you know, it's a little girl hand, obviously, yeah, but she yeah. just grabs the finger and it's like, it's huge. This dude is massive. You know what I mean? But that's another thing. Come back to the whole CG thing. He's got weight. He's there. You know, a lot of CG stuff, people kind of, the, the CG characters don't have weight. They don't have heft. They don't look like they're actually on the ground. They're, they're kind of floating right. about. But he, he was, he's definitely there. You know what I mean? He's got weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, you can see how big and strong and solid this thing is. This is where it all comes down, yeah, basically. Yeah. Thanos makes his appearance. Yeah. And now Wanda and Vision know exactly what they have to do. Yeah. And it was like killing me, man, because Vision tells her, he's like, you won't hurt me. Yeah, you yeah. can't hurt me. Yeah. You know, even though she's like struggling with it. Yeah. And when she yeah. finally gets that stone out, yeah. you just see that massive explosion in the trees. Yeah, yeah. But Thanos is like, and I so I, I was like, okay, well, that's that's cool. I was kind of hoping to see something from that. But when Thanos is able to use the time stone. <laughs> oh, so cool. Like, no, 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 no. You're not getting out that easy. Yeah, yeah. Uses the time stone and just brings everything back around again. Yeah. Picks the uh, mind stone oh, out of Vision's head. The big And you just see his head. Just, oh. Yes. And with the little wires hanging out. I, so I have to ask you something. And maybe you know this. What was the deal with him turning, like, gray? Yeah. Because you saw it. The color, I thought it was beautiful. The way the color just drained out of him. And he just, because, do you remember when he, I think it goes back to when he first appeared in um, Age of Ultron. Because mm-hmm. he was kind of like a grey thing there. And he looked around and he took colour and he, he created a cape like Thor's because he saw Thor's one. Oh, that's right. All that that's stuff. right. And, I forgot about that. And he floated up and you saw his reflection in, in the window. And he took, he became more colourful. He, he decided, right, I'm going to be green and with a bit of, like red and he kind of chose his his look just after he was kind of born do you know what i mean but I, but i think prior to that he was just like this blank slate almost you know this gray just a gray body and i think that's that's what it was he just returned back all his it's like his personality has gone so it's just a shell. yeah he was you were just left with like a with a palette yeah Essentially, yeah. like a blank power. That's a good point. You know, I completely forgot about that. That's probably exactly what it because was. Because that was his consciousness. That was his choice to look that way. In the same way that he can look like a regular human person earlier in the movie. That's one of his powers is to control his appearance. Then it starts getting real bad for these guys here. Yeah. <laughs> you ready? Uh, let's, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. You know what I also liked about Thanos in this part is that when Wanda falls to the ground and she's like crushed. Mm of what's just happened yeah he walks up to her and he like kind of rubs her head he's like it's okay my child yeah oh what was the line that he said i thought it was great he said uh i know better than anyone yeah what this is like and of course he does yeah i've lost more than you can know no time to mourn no time at all and that's when he turns the time back yeah 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 and then thor turns up with his eyes all lightning and cracks out of the sky i was really waiting for it would have been perfect it would have been a perfect throwback but uh, they spent all the money on thanos's amazing cg (laughs) yeah zeppelin's like you can't afford us twice (laughs) yeah and then boom and you think that's it great thor saved the day just like he's been shaping to the whole movie and he says to him didn't he He says i told you i'd get you for this you know whatever it was i didn't write that one down but it's basically yeah yeah, that's basically I told, what he said, I said, though. I told you I'd get my revenge. You know, I'd make you pay for Forcing it. Stormbreaker into his chest like that. Yeah. And then, of course, you knew it. You knew it was all over because 
He tells him, "Yeah, you should have gone for the head." Click, and that's it. Yeah. Snap of the fingers, and it all goes down right there. And then we get this amazing scene where he's he's in this weird space. Yeah, it, it was like a little hut. Yeah, with the, you're talking well, about the water scene and yeah, the silhouettes and everything. It's, it's the little pagoda thing from uh, when he's holding her hand. Yeah, that scene they're walking towards like this little thing, and it's that same little building, I think, that same little gazebo type thing. She says, "What did it cost?" He says, "Everything." Oh. It wasn't like it was the most unpredictable line, because but I because I literally mouthed it with him when he said it. Yeah, but it was yeah. so effective. But the fact that you knew that was the answer says so much about how much we've got to understand Thanos. And 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 we we understand what he sacrificed, and we understand that the lengths that he's gone to, because nobody else, in his mind, because he's the only one, as he says, with the will to do something about it. You know, with the will to make these this incredibly difficult decision that to save the universe, you know, half of it has to go, so that there's enough resources there for everybody else to survive. And you know and he knows that it's cost him everything but he feels that he has to do it because no one else is going to do it someone's got to do it and he in his you know in his it's a mercy he says as well doesn't he earlier in the film that he sees it as mercy what he does because he's saving people just like our heroes believe they're saving the universe he does too in his own weird twisted way yeah, he's a full-on anti-hero. Really. Yeah. He thinks he's doing a very good thing. Yeah. It just depends on the perspective that you're looking at, you know, and, looking from. And the other great bit was when he was talking to Stark, and Stark says, well, what do you want out of this? What, what are you going to do when, when you've won? And he goes, I'm just going to watch the sunrise. I'm just going to sit and watch the sun and chill. Well, I can finally rest. And that's not what you expect from the classic villain, to come out with a statement like that. You, know, you would expect something to the effect of, and then I'll rule the entire yeah, universe. Yeah, yeah, all Something that to that effect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's like, no, I'm just going to chill, man. I'll, I'll be done. I can finally just, you know, sit down and... I'm just going to post up in this hut and yeah, yeah, watch the watch, clouds. Yeah, just sit there with a little smile on my face, which is exactly what he does. Yeah. What a way to end the movie. Man. And then people just going, man. They're just the heroes we lose. Bucky first, he just goes, Steve. And then he, he just... Then you're like, what? Hey, what's happening? Then a whole yeah. bunch of Wakandans go. Then Black Panther goes, man. You're thinking, no. Then T'Challa goes, yeah. Then Groot. And then Wanda. And then, I mean, Wanda's just done all this incredible stuff. She goes. Falcon. Mantis. Drax. Quill. You mean Star-Lord's gone. Drax has gone. star What's going on? And then Strange. You think, right, Strange is the guy that knows what's going on, right? You know, he, it's his plan. That's what we're thinking. And he just says there's no other way. And he goes. And all of a sudden, I'm like, well, hang on, man. If Strange has gone, what I'm thinking has maybe started to happen. But Strange has now gone. I'm like, well, that doesn't work. Now I'm completely confused. And then we get the real kick in the feels with Mr. Stark. I don't feel so good. Ugh. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Oh, man. Yeah, he oh. does his best 10th Doctor, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. That's exactly what I thought, man. <laughs> yeah. And, I, yeah. And, I, and that scene oh. was, and that scene just, 
even though we're not talking about Doctor Who, that scene got me. Oh, when mate. he said, I don't want to go. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't want you to go either, man. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Tom Holland kicked us in the field so much oh, on this one here. Man. And I think that's pretty much like widely known. I think everyone sort of agrees with that. No one wanted to see Spidey go. Mm. My daughter was a bawling mess next to me. She's yeah. got a little, she probably hated that I would say that, but she's got a crush on Tom Holland. Right, right. She's like, he's 15. I don't care what you say. <laughs> like, okay, he's 15. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was sitting on the second view and I was, I did it on purpose. I was actually sitting between my wife and my daughter mm. because I wanted to feel the reactions. They're, they're yeah. both like intensive criers. They yeah. cry a lot right. in movies. Right. So I knew it was coming. Yeah. And boy, did they hit the mark with that one. Yeah. And then of course, you know, Nebula, she knew it already. He did it. Yeah. And Cap, yeah. Cap just says, oh God. Oh God. And then, you know, that's pretty much it. Except, yeah. like you said, we go back and we, now we see Thanos and he's actually able to do exactly what he wanted to do. He's yeah. sitting in that little hillside hut yeah. Yeah. watching the sunrise, man. Yeah. yeah. And then end scene. And that's it. That's it. And everyone is just, just flabbergasted by that, you know, and including me. I just could not believe that that was the end of it, even though it totally felt like the end. And then if they, So well done. And then if Avengers Infinity War comes up, Yes. And dissolves into the dust looks like they did. Yeah, just in case with you weren't processing what just happened, we're going to go ahead and do that with the title as well. With just a single little piano version of the Avengers theme. But that leads me on to another thing about this movie that has to be mentioned, and that is the the music. The mighty Alan Silvestri just smashed it. Oh, that score? It. Smashed yeah. it. It was so good. I mean, the guy's an absolute just, legend, man. Do you know what I mean? But uh, Oh, completely. This, this was a masterpiece in film score. This whole movie. A lot of the feels were, were, were so driven by the music. And weirdly, as a musician, I'm a guy that doesn't often notice music in films. Certainly on the first viewing. Um, but all the way through, man, it was blowing my mind just how good the music was. You know what? He did something so cool that uh we didn't talk about uh, we we'll just talk about that real quick so going back when um spider-man kind of earns his keep and tony knights him he's like you're an avengers now kid uh, and, and i don't know if you noticed up. but you can hear in the background like a little tiny avengers that's it original story yeah 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 and i just yeah. thought that was so awesome you know that little avengers catch that they have and i, I just thought oh my god what a fucking nice touch that is yeah you know? yeah it yeah was... alan silvestri is not to be messed with he's, no. he's amazing it's a proper film composer man not like this whole Hans zimmer factory nonsense which we'll have to talk about another time but um but yeah yeah proper proper bit of work there from that guy man he should get he should definitely get an academy nod for that score it was incredible. It was an incredible achievement. And really helped bring that film together. We would have missed some key moments had it not been for the proper scoring on that. Yeah. You know, I mean, we would have we would have still seen it, but we would not have had the same emotion. We wouldn't have emoted the same way without that score. Yeah. At least that's my opinion. Well, the film beat for beat was so perfect and the, and the music was was so perfectly matched to that. It was it was a huge achievement. Yeah, I was actually glad that they didn't use too many, like, like you know, for instance, we were talking about the Zeppelin score or the Zeppelin song yeah. in Thor. Yeah. I'm glad that they didn't do that too much. That this definitely was meant to make you more, it was it was meant to be dark, and it's yeah. exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So now, here's the major question, John, before we let every, all these good people go. Mm. Let's talk ranking. Okay. Where does this movie rank with you as far as Marvel goes? As far as Marvel goes, it's number one. Because... The way it makes me feel and the way it's hit me right now 
It's um, because it's got everybody in it. So it's kind of like, it's a bit of all those movies. That's, that's, that's another thing that I thought was incredible that the, the Russo brothers achieved was that they managed to capture the, with each character and the scenes of each character, like the Guardian scenes or the Doctor Strange scenes or, or whichever it was, whichever combination, they kind of match the tone of the direction of those individual movies. It, nobody looked out of place. Everybody looked like they were within their corner of this universe that we're used to, to yeah, see from totally. the individual movies. So the Guardian stuff looked like James Gunn style direction. Do you know what I mean? And the same for all the other Absolutely. ones. It kind of they match the tone and the color palette and the camera angles and everything to to what we are familiar with from the individual movies. Yet brought it all together as a whole. It's just it, the, there's so many levels to this film. It just the more I think about it, the more it just it gets better and better and better in my head. And the more I reflect on it, the more levels to it that I'm picking up on. Talking with you and, and Steve to, on this show today, it's made me think about things in another yet on an, yet another level. There's more and more layers, and there seems the the deeper into it I dig, the more I find. And and it and I love the fact, as I mentioned before, that it's left me feeling like I did at the Empire at the end of Empire Strikes Back when I was when I was nine years old. You know, and I love that as a guy of my age now and all the stuff I've seen, all the movies I've seen, all the stuff I've read, to be able to get that feeling again is so exciting. But as far as other Marvel films, it's difficult for me to rank them. Um, right now, off the top of my head, if I've got to pick five, it would be this one. It would be... Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Captain America, Winter Soldier. The first. We're pretty close. The first Guardians movie. <laughs> yeah. And Thor Ragnarok. Dude, the only thing that switched with ours is that I put Ragnarok second. Well, that's and I think that might just be because I it's can't, new. I can't put you know that I mean? in it. That's not necessarily in numerical order. That's just the okay. That's okay, just, fair that's enough. That's just my top five. Not in any. Particular we are right order. on point. We're right on point, man. That's exactly we we tend. It seems to me, granted, we know each other through you know interaction online and through the show. Yeah. But it seems to me like you and I have a very similar way of thinking a lot of the time. Think, so it doesn't surprise do, me at all. Yeah, I think we do. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all that we're very close. It's the same thing with me. Yeah. And I don't know how I can rank those movies. You know, maybe one day. Right now, I just can't do it because Infinity Wars is topping everything. Yeah. But I think it's not. It's no surprise that I think they're the five films that are most involved in this film. Yeah, for sure. That definitely plays part of it. And that really could be it, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe that's what it is. You're taking these lovable, or not lovable, but these beloved movies that we've we've had, and they've just decided to be so kind as to drop everything into one movie that we can experience. And that very well could be part of it. And it, but, it, uh, it could have gone so badly wrong. But, oh, yeah. but they oh, nailed God. it on every, on every step of the way. It's just an incredible achievement. Like, you know, and I'm not trying to insult a whole company or anything like that, but I'm dead serious when I say that if I were the leading writers for the DC universe, you know, cinematic, I should say, I would be feeling like, listen, we either have to completely change what we're doing or we should just walk away from it. 
because yeah. you cannot compare these two universes. It's it's failing miserably. And and I don't understand what it is that it's that Marvel magic. I don't know if Disney has something to do with it or what, but they got to get it right or they have to put it down. It's cool. We've got Kevin Feige, and and I think that guy's a genius. Yeah, he's you he's know, kind of he's, the Willy he, Wonka he, of the whole. Yeah, thing. he's kind of. I mean. The way all these threads and all these seeds have been planted going back 10 years almost. Well, going back 10 years to the first Iron Man film, you know, it's, it's blatantly, it comes up at the beginning, doesn't it, with the, with the 10. Um, it's like the, every step of this has been completely calculated and worked out. Now, it probably hasn't entirely. I mean, even down to the level of the fact that Paul Bettany was doing Jarvis's voice from Jump. Yeah. And yeah. became the vision. It, it, it's like even even lucky things like that have fallen right for them. It makes you wonder, though, is it luck? You know what I mean? Is it luck or was this is he that genius? See that, is yeah, he that genius yeah. where he had all this in his head and, and said, this is how it's going to go. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But here's the skeleton. Yeah, that's Lucas this style. Is next level writing right there. Yeah, this is next level foresight and planning. And, and you know, I, I just think it's extraordinary. And I don't know if. I mean, if, if the guy could be knighted, then I think he should be, you know, that's <laughs> our, our kind of, but he should be recognised, man, for what he's achieved because he's transformed not only a franchise, but the way movies are made and the way um, films are released and the way, you know, this whole interconnected universe idea was so ambitious and such a a, a a brilliant concept, but to have seen it through so effectively with very few missteps um, compared to, unfortunately, what's happened at DC, which seems to be a much more haphazard approach to to making the films. It's like, well, I don't know, let's do... Um, let's try this now. Yeah, that didn't work. What are we going to do now? Uh, well, we'll try that. Oh, um, shit, what are we going to do now? Um, yeah, you, you genuinely don't feel the continuity in the DC movies that you do in this one. Yeah. And that's... You're probably right. It probably has to do everything with Kevin Feige. I, I certainly so think... So thank you, Mr. Feige, if you're around. Man, you're listening uh, seriously, to that yeah. I think, well, you know, you don't know that... I, I don't know too much, but I certainly know that he's kind of the overseer of all this and... He's kind of the guy that's, that's, I guess he's like the effectively the showrunner of this is if it was a TV show, you know, he's kind of like, right. He's kind of, uh, over, over, he's got the overall kind of picture in his head and my God, I'm so glad because he's done such a great job and we're only halfway through this movie, man. This all I know is in a, in a crazy time that we live in, you know, all this craziness going on in the world. It's so nice to have something like this to take us away for a few hours at a time and to allow us to spend the, the, the endless amount of hours that we spend thinking about this, mm. you know, and just taking us away from reality sometimes is a good thing. Not that it's good to hide from reality, but um, I'm very thankful for Kevin Feige and, and what the Marvel Universe has done for me. You know, it's, it's made me... I don't think I would be doing this podcast right now if it wasn't for the Avengers, you know what I mean? I really yeah. feel that way. I, yeah. I think that that was a huge part of that definitely, even though, you know, I have all the preacher background... That's and I'm not, you know, in Star Wars and whatnot. This sort of inspired me to talk about it, yeah. and so I'm, I'm really, I'm really grateful for that. You know, 19 movies, guys, 19 movies. Yeah. This is where we ended up. Who knows what's coming next? I absolutely cannot wait. Yeah, absolutely. Johnny, 
Thank you so much, man, for being on the show with us. It's always great to hear from you. And you know, as well as anyone, that you're always welcome back. Yeah. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, let's thank Mr. Johnny Bucks for all the work he's done on this one here. <laughs> Amazing, sir. Amazing. My absolute and thank pleasure, you for man. taking the time. And thank you for taking the time. What are we? What time is it over there right now? It's now six minutes past two in the morning. Six minutes past two in the morning, guys. It's 6 p.m. over here. I'm about to make dinner. So thank you, man. Thank you so much for, for doing this. I know that, uh, are you a night owl? Or is, is this rough for you to stay up? Or are you a night owl? I'm a bit of a night owl, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I was gigging last night and the night before, so it's usually a late night. So my body clock's kind of okay with this. We've got a bank holiday here tomorrow, so we've got, everyone's got the Monday off. So it's going to be oh, a good for you, man. chill out time, some barbecue, some, uh, some board games and stuff. So yeah, it'd be fun. Family time. Use it wisely, man. That stuff's important. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dan Ramirez. You have been listening to the wonderful Johnny Bucks, the amazing Johnny Bucks, the third hero, Johnny Bucks. Not to mention, we're going to hear from Mick real soon. So guys, on behalf of Steve and the Heroes of Noise, thank you for listening to episode 27, the Avengers Infinity War special. I think we did a great job, John. I still want to talk about it more with you, and I'm sure we will. But uh that's it for us, guys. We will talk to you in seven days. And on behalf of Steve, John, and myself, I say this. Peace. to get his thoughts on Avengers Infinity War. So, mate, what did you think? Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. Uh, yeah, well, this is the second showing I've seen. First showing with John and his son was 3D, and this is the 2D. And I must say, I preferred the 2D. The screens were compatible, the seating was compatible, the air conditioning was compatible. What was different was it wasn't so dark in 2D. The frame rate was perfect. There was no problems whatsoever. And it was much more enjoyable for me anyway. Um, 3D was great, but it was very dark and um, motion blurred, I found. I must admit, the first time around, I was ignoring quite a lot of stuff as I was trying not to cry. <laughs> because it was quite an emotional event, being that I've been into comics and stuff for nigh on 50 years. After my mother bribed me with a Hulk number one comic mm -hmm. reprint so that I would go to catechism classes on a Saturday morning to be instructed and to be a good Catholic boy. So, uh, yeah, that's when my love affair started with Marvel. And this film is full of Marvel. 
it's more marvel than you can imagine it's wonderful marvelous marvelous in fact <laughs> there are uh, some really good scenes i don't think there's a lull in the movie at all i didn't find it to be dragging in anything and there's so much going on and the cuts between the two like you're in one part of the universe then you're in another mm. but I think this film mainly is about family and the relationships that family have never mind the galactic stage that it's uh, set on the universal stage and it's a very humorous film mm. it's, in some parts it's very sombre oh yeah they have the, um, obviously, Thanos isn't just portrayed as a one-dimensional, two-dimensional, you know, ha-ha, lady death, I'm a bad guy, as in the Silver Surfer cartoons. But this is really quite deep because he's got generosity, he's got love, he's got, he cares. But at the same time, the difference between his love for N Nebula doesn't exist he, he just sees her as a waste of time he says so doesn't he it would be like a, a waste of parts, waste of parts yeah. whereas Gamora he's actually a daughter mm. I'm not going to say too much about that I'm not really going to go into much detail as I'm not really here but uh, go and see it you've just got to go and see it it's the film it's outdone all the other movies it's really quite a uh, spectacular film but like I said, it's the interpersonal relationships that are interesting. And they flesh each character out, which I think is amazing for the fact that it's an ensemble cast. Yeah. And th there's just so much going on. The interplay between Hulk and Banner. The interplay between them and the Avengers and then the other half of the Avengers. Captain America, he doesn't give up. He is immense. <laughs> I, I just couldn't believe it. He just doesn't stop. He doesn't, he's not scared of anything and he will defend the rights of people to his own death and detriment. And at the darkest hour, it's the only time I've ever seen the captain give up. He is resigned to the fate of the universe. The galaxy, the, <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy, that's brilliant, that's absolutely brilliant when Thor turns up. And I didn't even think about Thor just then. I thought about him again. He is a god of thunder. He really is. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I can't really think of much more to say, really. Yeah. Because um, you guys will be discussing this at length. Yep. Johnny's got 47 pages of notes. I did, page. yeah. I actually took a notebook into the cinema with this time. And uh, my handwriting isn't great in the first place. And having written most of it in the dark... I'm going to have to spend the next few hours trying to decipher what I've written. But, uh, yeah, hopefully it'll... Well, you'll probably know by now if you're listening. I move further down the stairs as uh, <sighs> I'm a man who needs a bathroom break every now and again. <laughs> so, where would you rank this? This is the best it, 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 of the Marvel, the Marvel films. films. Oh, the best one? The best, yeah. And the, the whole thing, as I had suspected, my favourite character is Doctor Strange. And... Benedict's acting is superlative. His accent uh, was better and than yeah, it was in the, the, the film, I thought, it was Doctor Strange film. Got a little bit more New York in him. Yeah. And Benedict Wong, he's brilliant. Absolutely he is great, brilliant. Yeah. 
but Tony Stark steals the show, really. He really does, because it all... There's a, there's a scene with him and uh, Peter Parker that made me cry, actually. Actually, I had tears in my eyes. But Doctor Strange, if you watch out for the Doctor Strange, don't trust him, mate, because he's up to something. There's definitely something going on there. This yeah. is the best of the Marvel franchise. Uh, some of the films I really didn't really think much of. Uh, some of them you can not bother to watch ever again because they don't. You know, some of the Hulk films just forget them. Some of the rewrites are terrible. There are things missing. The Fantastic Four should have been there, but uh, licensing the X Men should be there. Well, do you reckon? I, I reckon it may be the end of the next one. Do you think they well, might I turn think we'll up? get a Fantastic Four. But then they're going to have the to post credits. Yeah. I reckon there'll be some kind of little nod to them. We've got to get a Fantastic Four in there because the last lot was like Fantastic Four nine one two one zero sort oh, of thing. Yeah, it's yeah awful. absolutely terrible. And they really messed up on Galactus, yeah. Yeah. Because Galactus has a right tussle with Thanos because Thanos unlocks the Surfer's mind. Yeah. So I would give that uh, eleven out of ten. Brilliant. That's my view. Okay. Thanks, Mick. That's all right. I'll see you guys in Never Never Land and uh, have a real cool time. Go and see it and uh, live long and prosper. Bye. This has been a presentation of Heroes of Noise. We hope you've enjoyed. Good day and excelsior.